Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with, super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this. It's so good for my digestion my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it and I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste and the taste is actually really refreshing and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good um, and it's good for you. So remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible. Just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer and he had he had those every single day. He said it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meats, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, Liquid Death Water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. 
Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morse. I'm going to stop saying that because once you hear my voice, you know it's me anyway, but that's just part of my intro. Uh, my brother, Chappelle Lacey, on the ride. What's up? Thank you for being here, brother. <laughs> Thanks um, for always having me. The guy who tried to quit pos- podcasting several months ago, and I just dragged him back in. So. Yeah, it drags me back People in. are excited when they hear you on here, though. They are. That's nice. Yeah. You got nice fans. Thank you, man. Yeah. You don't have nice fans? No, I'm just saying you got nice fans. All right, thank you, man. Um, and then we have my man, Stanley Sievers here. That last name's interesting. What is that from? What, do you, what is your what you do? You know, I thought that it was for a long time. I thought I was Polish because, okay. like, when I lived in New York, like old guys would just walk up to me and be like, "Are you Polish?" Like old <laughs> Polish guys. Uh-huh. And then, and I had like Russian guys would be like, "Are you Russian?" Like anytime I got my hair cut. But then I did my ancestry, and it's just like like Britain. Like I don't know. <laughs> There's nothing. <laughs> I think it's just because I'm bald. Like, they, oh, got it. And the mustache, me. too, though. Yeah, they're like, you're Polish for sure. Like, Maybe the mustache you makes know you what look it is older. With, I would say this with the Polish. It, it, no one get offended. You better, you better be careful you say it. A lot right. of Polish people listen to this podcast. Because I think there's something. I think it's the nose. Yeah. Okay. Am I right? Probably, I think, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. No, I didn't say anything about the I Polish, didn't say right? anything, but that's you what, said I, that's I, what I heard. Shit. Listen, this is information from a Polish friend of mine. All right, and if you want me to show you my sure, Polish man, okay. <laughs> Welcome right, to the man. pod, man. We were talking earlier too, something a couple minutes ago about how big hardcore is. Um, we're gonna get into his life, of course, but it's talking about hardcore in general. It just seems like living in California. There's so many shows. Obviously, I, lived, I haven't lived in New York in over 20 years, but it just you, seems like shit's thriving. There's so many for bands, sure. man. You know what's interesting about it though is that like. Obviously, to us, like, because we've just been in the world for so long, and yes, it, it seems like it's growing. Really, it's still such a niche world. It yeah. is like because there's times, there's times where like I'll talk to friends that don't necessarily aren't from the world, and I'm like, you know, and just asking them like, oh, because yeah, obviously we'll we'll say Turnstile, you know, Turnstile, you know, really big band, and I'll bring them up. And they're like, oh, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard that, and I'm yeah. like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's still such a niche world more more than we probably actually can like comprehend in that aspect like it's still like in this like corner over there yeah. all right that's true it's still very underground but it, it's still very underground but it's like at the same time but you know obviously at the shows you know you see um that that it, the shows are just so massive and yeah everybody's there i mean people are selling out their shows more and i think that i think that's another thing shows are selling out more it's than bigger, they, man than yeah. they have before i don't yeah. think i've ever seen more people at shows since I moved here, like in my whole life, like I grew up in Kentucky, so there's like yeah. 12 people at shows. Yeah. And that's like a good turnout, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but now I, every show I go to is like packed. Packed. It's yeah. Crazy. If it's not sold out, it's for sure packed. Yeah. You guys said crazy fest. Was that in Kentucky? Yeah. It was before my time though. We, yeah. we played that a couple of times. Crazy fest with a K. It was like, crazy it was, yeah, yeah, it was like the festival. You know, oh, it's really? wild if it's crazy with a K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, people know you from the internet and all your videos, amazing videos, so much cool shit. Your shit was being like sent around a bunch during the past couple of years. All my friends, you seen this, you seen that, and just we'll talk about all that stuff. But let's get to your roots as far as like um, Lexington, Kentucky. Like, how was it growing up there, and how do you end up here? So uh, Lexington's a cool spot. It's just big enough where there's a, a, some cool stuff going on there. There's like restaurants and whatnot. But at the time when I was living, that it wasn't really that much as far as like scene goes as well it's yeah just kind of like local stuff like and the look the kind of like weird local shows where you'll have like a ska band playing with like a like a rapper with like a 
a guy with like a theremin with like <laughs> freaking that's kind of like, sick though yeah, yeah yeah or you'll have like and then randomly like a, a band will come through and hop on the show like a touring band mm-hmm. so you know i think i one time saw like go it alone jump on like a show that was a bunch of weird bands at a ymca um that was like one of my first like hardcore bands i saw live I wow was like, whoa holy crap yeah yeah and then like good clean fun was another one that nice, jumped DC. on yeah so i think i went to a lot of shows but i just was i was just going to see bands in general like any music it wasn't just hardcore was no it? no live music. just anything and i because i didn't really have that kind of outlet at like school yeah and most of my friends i was getting from going to shows yeah so I kind that kind of became my life at first. Was it a specific venue get that was doing these shows all the time, or was it just multiple? So there was a place called the there's a place called the Beaumont YMCA, which essentially just did shows in the offshoot of this. It's like a conference room next to the pool. Okay, and so, <laughs> so you walk in, and then uh, I remember there was like a time where I saw man, what's this guy's name? He's like an acoustic guy. Uh, I'm, I don't know. I don't even Dashboard know if he's professional? still... Like a, no, no, like a... Like a ben, not even that big. Like a Ben Harper? Yeah, I feel like I'm trying to to bring up a, uh, a singer-songwriter that maybe did like three shows then. Like, <laughs> like, like as if you would know about them. <laughs> but this guy, <laughs> this guy, he just like, he couldn't get on the show. And then he was like, I'm just going to stand outside on this hay bale and play a show. It's like wow. kind of just weird, weird things like that. Yeah. Uh, and so I was just going to a lot of shows then. And not quite really sure how I fit in, but I knew that I wanted to be in bands and make stuff or, you know, make things happen. So I started being in bands, like hardcore bands, bad ones, you know, like at first. It's like, I think you, it takes you like two bands to get to a band that like really works, I think. For sure. Which is kind of the way it happened for me. And then like the third band I was in was the Dead one, Icons? Yeah, that we toured in. Um, but yeah, so that's, I kind of, I was just doing shows and going to shows there and then that's kind of how i kept doing it i think i just started touring and yeah yeah were you uh were you like a class clown like a kind of wild kid or are you kind of like a shy kid yeah shy i would say mm. i was not really ever concerned with being funny i think for a long time i mean i liked comedy and i would watch on friday nights i'd watch like all the 30 minute the comedy, comedy central presents yeah, yeah, yeah. all night mm-hmm. nice and i would watch like you're og to it yeah yeah I would watch like IFC too. I just watch like IFC and Comedy Central like on TV all the time. But I was never really concerned about being funny. And then like once we were touring, I I was pretty shy. And then I started to come out of my shell like while we were touring because I was meeting so many people and figuring out who I was. And then as my friends were like roasting me and I just like didn't have anything to say back, they'd roast me and be like, oh, fuck. You know, (laughs) like I can't respond because I'm not like quick witted. And then over time, I think that it like built up and then. After I stopped touring, I did. I went to like Chicago and I did like Second City and IO yeah. Theater and Annoyance Theater, which is kind of the more like punk rockish venue for like heart, like comedy and like improv there. Um, so that's how I kind of got into like comedy stuff. What year was that? So I moved to Chicago in 2014. And that was like a year or so after my band stopped touring. Yeah. Mm. Was it, so there was a moment where you're like, I'm just going to try to focus on this and not music no more? Yeah, so my band stopped touring, and it was kind of a moment where I was like, "Oh, this is my dream. My dream is dead. Oh no!" <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And I, uh, 
I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of like working at Jimmy John's, like living at my mom's house, playing Call of Duty till 4 a.m. and not really doing anything. <laughs> I did it for a year and I was like, I got to do something else. And I didn't want to go to college. So I started sort of like production assistant work on um, sets of this advertising agency a friend of mine owned. Um, and he was like a little bit older than me, like kind of like a mentor to me. And he would just be like, hey, I, he, I think he just knew that I was kind of like lost and didn't really know what I wanted. So he would just come invite me to like PA on these sets. And like I just was looking at people doing this as like, oh, I, if I just learn how to do what that guy does, I don't have to go to college. Like as far as like film stuff goes. Yeah. So then I, I made like some short films in Kentucky. And I think I just used like every actor that was there <laughs> yeah, yeah. for like I made two short films. I was like, I think that's everyone. Uh, oh, wow. Then, and then I moved to, uh, at least in the city I was in, and then I moved to Chicago because I wanted to do more film stuff and I wanted to get better. And I wasn't necessarily interested in comedy at first. I, I always liked comedy and writing it, but when I moved to Chicago, I took improv classes mostly to meet actors. And then I started really liking performing a lot. So that is kind of like what led me down to perform more, I think. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And did you know anybody in Chicago who just, just went there? I knew I knew one guy, uh, his name was Mike Aviles, and he played he actually played drums in he played drums in Seven Star and called the Preserve. Okay. Which is how I knew him. And he but he had also so I was in Called the Preserve for this band on FaceDown for like a year because he he left that band to go to Chicago to do Second City and I was like, Please oh, going to like comedy school? This is stupid. What's comedy school? <laughs> and then I was in the band and then they stopped doing shit and I was like, Well, I might go to comedy school. <laughs> like yeah. I found myself doing the same shit, you know? So I knew him and then I knew um another guy who I'd worked with a few times who had shot some stuff in Kentucky. So I knew like two people, really. Yeah. Um, not that many, but What is comedy know. school like? <laughs> it's second city it's just like you know improv improv classes like there's not really school for stand-up there's people that'll try to teach like um stand-up classes but i mean with stand-up because i mean no matter what you're taught like you still got to get on stage like you can't yeah. like like i was explaining to some to someone uh, the other day i was like you know at least with a band like most of the people that start the band together they already you know, somewhat know how to play their instruments. Yeah. You know, so then you can start a band and you can start, you know, writing songs. But like, com like, like if you want to get good at guitar, you just sit in your room and practice guitar. Like no one's watching. But comedy, you can't necessarily practice in your room. You have to nah. like get on some shitty bar show where people don't want to hear comedy yeah, yeah, at the yeah, moment yeah. and try to make you know those people laugh. So it's it's a, it's it, that's the difference of it. But with with improv it's more um it helps with a lot of acting okay. you know so even if you're improv's a lot a lot of comedic you know timing and stuff like that but even if you like it does help with even dramatic acting as well yeah. all, all genres of you know gotcha. styles of acting improv uh comedy helps with gotcha yeah. so how long do you have to go to that school for to you to, to feel like you can do it and really try it well i think that so they have each of them has like a year long program. Okay. Some have longer program. It's all it's kind of like everything. It's also like part grift, part you learn stuff. You know, like yeah. part. I think it's mostly just for for me. It was good to meet people. I did like IO's program, which is about a year. It's like each class is like two months, and it's like once a week. So it's about a year, and then at the end, you could do like performances, and maybe yeah. you get put on a team there or something. But I was also doing tons of like independent shows. I was doing so much improv and, and sketch, like writing characters and putting nice. them up. 
I was doing so much, like multiple nights a week, like four nights a week. I was doing shows for for several years. Yeah, I, mean, um, I was there for like four years before I moved, and that was the whole time. Do you? Uh, I know. I know what Groundlings. I know if you want to take classes there, you you have to audition. Is that the same with Second City? No, I think they'll just pretty much let anyone get, give them their yeah. money. You know? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it the one right next to Zany's? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So I, I did. Exactly what you're I think about. I did one class. At, I did one class at Second City, but I did a bunch of shows there that happened. Yeah. Um, we did this like improvised James Bond show, which is like actually did really well. It's like a <laughs> nice. We just like do, do like a James Bond movie essentially. Um, that was good. So I did that show there for a little while, but yeah, I. I think that uh, it helps if you are funny and already, you know, to do this stuff. But I think it really just helps you understand what you think is funny and see and help you fail a lot. So I would be doing shows and like do really bad improv or like just not have fun, you know. And then it took me a long time to figure out how to have fun. And then once I realized that when I'm having fun and I'm confident, then other people have fun watching you. Yeah. So I, uh, I really took that to heart and i it took it takes a while to have fun doing anything really i think if you're like like skating or whatever maybe it's like fun at first but you also it's not fun to fall and no. hurt yourself <laughs> yeah. right so like and being in a band too is not always fun no you yeah. i mean i played so many shows that like no one's there and you haven't sold any shirts and you're like well i guess this is terrible like, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but i think it you have to sort of push through that stuff um and i think you can only push through stuff like that if you really like what you're doing yeah were you going to shows in chicago too yeah, so I went to hardcore shows there. I didn't go to a ton. I think I sort of felt like after I stopped touring in my heart like hardcore bands, like I, I think I got a little bit soured on it for a second. Mm. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Like this didn't work out the way I wanted. I'm gonna yeah. do this other thing. Not even, yeah, not even be part of it anymore. Kind of. Yeah, and yeah. I I did go to shows here and there, but I I also just didn't really know anyone that was into hardcore there. So it's also hard to like hit shows like by myself. Yeah. Um, and I my friend Mike was too, but I think we were both kind of doing our own thing in like the comedy world. And like, I remember I saw like hate breeds, like 20th anniversaries for satisfaction there. I saw some other shows there, but I was going to hardcore shows, but I definitely was more focused on like the comedy and filmmaking thing for a while when I was there. Yeah. And what was some of the bands you were into growing up? Like you, it seems like you're into more of the harder hardcore. Yeah. I as as like, (laughs) As dumb, I want the dumber shit, like the most like hard hitting, <laughs> beat, beat down. Like I love it. Like I love Madball. I like best. Uh, yeah, I mean the heavy shit. Yeah, yeah, I like the heavy shit, and I I do like. I I was I've been into pop punk and stuff too. Like I I do like H two O. I'm not just saying that. Gotcha, uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, Let me fit this in. Here. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I gotta oh, make sure you. I say that oh, I like. Yeah. H2O. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I definitely like the harder shit, I think. I always have. Um, Did you go crazy at shows, like moshing hard and shit? Yeah, yeah, for a long time. And then I sort of just started getting hurt. <laughs> I was like, uh, maybe I don't need to do this. I don't. There was a period where I didn't have health insurance. I was like, I think I'm, I'm kind of good. You know, You're for, chill, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm chill, you know. Um, but yeah, I think other bands I liked growing up, um, I'm trying to think of hardcore bands. I mean, obviously, like ter- I remember buying like Terror, like – lowest to the low at best buy yeah and i remember like playing it from i'm like being like i'm sitting so i'm like sitting directly behind my dad like to the back in the car after we get the best buy because i'm not sitting in the front at that time period you know i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm like get the fuck i'm not fucking sitting up there like, i'm like, got my own shit going on <laughs> so but i'm like but we could play this cd and so i put in and it's like 
absolutely insane. I'm sure my dad's like, yes. what is going on? And I'm like reading the lyrics. I'm like, yeah, I'm an underdog. See, like, like <laughs> this is me right here. And it's like, I'm sure my dad was like, what the hell is this guy yeah, doing? <laughs> What's going on with my son? <laughs> Do you have any siblings? No, I'm only child. Gotcha. Yeah. So growing up in school, your parents were very supportive of all the stuff you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm not straight edge now. And I would say I probably, I was only straight edge for like 14 to 18. But I basically, I think I basically still am because I have like maybe one or two drinks a month, mostly just because I like the way whiskey tastes. And yeah. I'm from Kentucky. So it's kind of like a right, I think. <laughs> well, see that see that behind me, the, uh, the whiskey. Oh, yeah. You got four roses. That's my wife's favorite drink. Really? Yeah. It's good stuff. I wish I should have brought something. That'd be the, cool. shit, the shit I used to get drunk off of is, I think it's from Kentucky. Really? Yeah. Wild Turkey. Oh, yeah. Wild Turkey. Right. That's my Kentucky. mom's favorite. Yeah. 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 But I, so at the time I was like, I'm straight edge. And I was in like a local article about straight edge, like where they interviewed people. Really? And I was like, yeah, it's good for me. You know, like I was like 14. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about, <laughs> but I was on like the article. And I think once they saw that, my parents were like, we don't really care what he does as long as he's not doing drugs. Yeah. Uh, and so I would, I think they were, once I was not doing drugs or anything, um, they were pretty liberal with letting me like go to shows like far away, come back late at night, ride with friends, like do oh, whatever. Okay, yeah. That seems to be the theme on here talking to people that as scary as it looked and sounded that if your parents knew that you were a straight edge or you were hanging out with people just going to shows and listening to music, parents was so cool about kids going to hardcore shows back then. I don't know what it's like now. It's probably even, even easier, but just like that, his parents knew he was safe. They knew he wasn't partying. He can travel yeah. cross state to go see fucking some crazy moshing music yeah you know i just think like, mine don't even i don't think they even understood what they were like oh yeah <laughs> yeah you know okay yeah <laughs> yeah but that like, white people it, shit <laughs> especially like it's, it's, a, it's a uh only child too like that's their that's their baby you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like he's gonna sure. go to this crazy fucking music but that seems to be the theme like like you were saying too when you started coming out of your show going on tour and figuring out who you were and all that stuff and your friends are breaking your balls you got this tough skin then you start like snapping back like i feel like hardcore when you get into it People start coming out as themselves. They can be themselves. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because it allow. Yeah, I feel like it just allows you to be, you know, exactly who the fuck you are. And yeah. I think it's one of the, you know, I don't know things you can do where you can walk in and just literally, yeah, yeah, we like you for you. That's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever. So what? Yeah. And so, so when they get with to get for back in the day when it was like you can only listen to hardcore. <laughs> oh, dude, I, know. I think about that. We all like the you time. who you are, but you can only listen to hardcore. You know I what I mean? I think about that all the time. It's so funny. Like you could only listen to hardcore, and I remember like being like, I would really like to check out this Interpol record, but I don't. I can't listen to that. I can only <laughs> listen crazy? to hardcore. Yeah, it's and it keep your mind like just like certain way. Do you listen to all types of music now? Obviously, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I love like funk and disco. Is probably my second favorite music type of music past okay. hardcore. Like nice. I love. Like Outlaw Country too, like Waylon Jennings, I listen to a lot. I like Crosby, Stills and Nash, Young, like those are and I, each of them individually. I like Credence, uh, Clearwater Revival, yeah, classics. Big. You know what's interesting? I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of times because Malachi uh, from Scal, oh, he's he talking about, about how he loves yeah. Outlaw Country too, and I think that just I think it had there's this connection to it with like uh, hardcore, and hardcore. Punk. That yeah, shit's punk hard, in the, dude. In a weird way, it's hard as hell, man. Yeah. You listen to like some Waylon Jennings songs, or it's like, like, are you sure Hank done it this way? It's like that song is is hard hitting, like, and mm. same with funk and stuff too. It's like, yeah, it's always on like the one, and it's like it hits you hard. Like, mm -hmm. there's some funk songs like Cool in the Gang. There's some Cool in the Gang songs that are harder than probably most hardcore bands <laughs> like, I've seen, you know. And you, I mean, I'll, you can quote me on that. That shit, yeah. I, I, like. 
Even I Johnny Cash, though. Johnny yeah, Cash's lyrics. Too. Dude. Johnny yeah, Cash was, yeah. like, so punk, dude. Mm-hmm. Everything he was singing about back then, like, yeah. the way he was living his life. So you're in Chicago, and, you, and you're going to, those, going to the school, and you're doing all that. And then what's your, how do you get that New York is next? Yeah, so I, my, I met my wife. We met on Bumble. And then we had a nice. Yeah. Shout out Bumble. So we met on Bumble. <laughs> yeah. So we <laughs> we met on Bumble and then on our first date we were both kind of like she was like I'm trying to move I think in a like, to either New York or LA in a year and I was like yeah me too like I was also trying to move. And so we just kind of got into it and we were like I think we're just going to move together to New York. And so we moved to New York like a year after we had even known each other. Wow. Um but we both kind of like wanted to move and we wanted to do it. And I think I could have maybe done like another year or so in Chicago, but I think it was good that I left when I did. Cause I kind of figured out, I didn't want to do any of the stuff that there is to do there for like comedy. Like as far as like improv and sketch, it's like, if you don't, there's like people that perform like at second city on their stages and stuff. But it's like, I kind of realized I didn't really want to do that. And then they have like a touring company. Group thing. Like- well, it's like, I didn't mind doing the group thing, but, it was just like there was also like a touring company that would go around and do like second city shows but it's like i'd already been touring i didn't really care yeah, about that yeah, yeah. i'd been to like wahican idaho yeah. enough you know like i don't need to go on back a tuesday. on a yeah. tuesday like i'm good it's not like fun it's not like exciting and new for me anymore yeah. so i was like i think i'm good i really want to do more of like the film thing like either writing or acting directing stuff so and new york's a spot for that man yeah yeah so i i had been doing a lot of that in chicago like writing stuff like shooting stuff directing things and then we moved to new york and uh what part of new york you guys moved to we were in um brooklyn's gotta be we were in bedsty yeah yes. and then i think we were near fort green first or no we were in clinton hill first and then we moved over to bedsty near like herbert von king park um do or die bedsty back in the day it's so different now bedford stuyvesant yeah, yeah. Livest one. Full yeah. name Bedford Stuyvesant. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that he's hearing people move into those spots that are so different now. Like back in the day, there was some don't you don't go there. It's some scary you don't go shit. The best yeah. Time. Anyway, so you went there. Yeah. So is, is that like New York's amazing, man? Yeah. It's so it's different. It's a big state like Chicago, but it's just it's got its own thing, man. I know. It's like it's like just a living organism. You know. Yeah. I liked being a part of something that I felt was moving all the time. Um, I don't necessarily feel that out here, which is weird. Like, yeah, so it's weird for I, me. I don't to like, either. Yeah. Well, because I think it's probably just because it's Tighter. a lot more spread out. People walking out around, there, everything. Whereas New mm-hmm. York's so tight, right? Yeah. Would you say? Train, just everything. Yeah. Man. But I, I, I really liked New York. I mean, we were there for two years. We were kind of planning on being there almost forever. But the pandemic happened and we were like, dude, we got to get out of here. Like, we don't know what's going on. We thought the world was going to end. Like, it was so locked down. It hit so hard, too, man. Yeah. It was like really scary. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember you were trapped we, in your spot, right? Yeah. We we're like in an apartment building with like all these other people. And we we're like, I don't know what the hell they're doing. They're just like breathing all over shit. Like, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> what are these people doing? That's yeah. just on top of each other. That's just crazy. Yeah. yeah like, all are. of our, we don't know. And at the time, like, now we're looking back and it's like, well, the risk is so low. But now at the time, we're like, Dude, we could die if someone coughs in their vent up there. Like, we don't know what's going on. Yeah. I was tripping. Yeah. We're all tripping, bro. Yeah. Probably not Chappelle. He's calm, but I was tripping. Yeah, I'm a little bit more <laughs> My son was wearing a gas mask to the grocery store Dude. and shit. It yeah. was bananas, bro, at that time. Yeah. I know. We were putting on, like, gloves to go outside, and then we come back in and forgot to take it off. We're like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> oh. And then you're, like, putting on your jeans. You're like, these are the same ones I put. Oh, no. It touched the chair. Like, I got to grab shit. 
taking my clothes off on the back porch and throw them into the washing machine. Yeah. Straight up, bro. Walk in the house naked, put it right in the washing machine. Swear to God, bro. Spraying down our groceries. Yeah, we did the same thing. We didn't thing. know, dude. It was just, the news. Oh, was just, everything was just fucking. You, you were in New York at that time? I was here. Oh, my God. It was yeah. just fucking here. We got COVID together, and that's, that's the day we made Chappelle watch Goodfellas for the first time. Yeah. Nice. We all, in the, all, we all had COVID in the living room watching Goodfellas. Yeah, <laughs> as, I'm, as I'm coughing my fucking lungs out. Um, <laughs> so how long did you stay in New York during the pandemic? We were there for two years, and then um, we were there for maybe six months during the pandemic, and like my wife had lost her job like kind of at the start of it. And I still had mine, but they were doing layoffs. And I was like, well, fuck, we got to move somewhere where like I knew like my job was pretty much like you were at the time was like, you can just work remote like forever. And so we knew what was your job. So I worked at a tech company uh, called Latch. It was like a lock company, like a startup or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, I was just doing that. And then I was remote and she lost her job. And we're like, well, shit, we can't live in New York on one person's salary. We don't know what's going to happen. So We moved back to Richmond, Virginia, which is where my wife is from. Got you. So she she's also like aware of hardcore. Like she had gone to I was some like, shows. Yeah, they, they got a great scene. Richmond's out got there. a great scene, dude. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's crazy. Uh, and so, so back we, to Richmond, okay. Yeah. So I like this is the first time I lived in a place that wasn't somewhere that I had specifically wanted to move, which is like I moved to Chicago for a reason, lives. like New York for a reason, and Ch- Richmond's a big city, but it's still like got n- nothing really in the stuff that I wanted to do. Well, she was your reason with your lady, so yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, and we corrected you. You fucking <laughs> yeah, guys yeah. been married for. I hooked him up, man. Yeah, no, right. you up with that. Yeah. Well, neither of us wanted to move back there. We yeah, did yeah, it yeah. just to like, just because purely for money reasons, we couldn't afford to keep living in New York. And was that less locked down at the time, probably, Richmond? Yeah, dude. We we, we, <laughs> drove, we drove from New York where there was like no one in restaurants, and we as we were driving into Richmond, people were like inside eating and stuff. We're like, we were like, get the hell out of there! Like, you don't know what's going on. It was like this shit is not locked down at all. Yeah. So it was totally opposite there. Damn, dude. Yeah. So that was small weird. town vibes. Yeah, very. And so we kind of. Did you like it? Um, it was all right. It's a culture shock from Brooklyn, New York, to going to there. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I I think I did the best I could to really enjoy it. Um, Three lady. Yeah, exactly. And she was doing the best. She was doing the best she could too. I mean, she's from there. She has like friends and stuff there. But I think both of us like. There's a reason why we moved away from where we're from. Did you move in with her parents? No, we okay, moved okay. into like a house, Dope. um, and which was like great because we had a yard and stuff Bigger for our space. dogs. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it was cool. I mean I think I we did the best we could to enjoy yeah. it. How long um, were you there for? Uh, we were there for maybe two years, I think almost, because then it was like pandemic, and then it was kind of like, well, our lease and what are yeah. we doing? It was a weird two years, man. Yeah. And then we were just like, all right, we got to move. I think we're going to. We got married while they were there, too. Which nice. Is good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and what were you working? Were you working in Richmond? Yeah, I was still working at my job. Because you had the remote. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Chilling. Yeah. So then she got another remote job, and we were good there for a while. But, yeah, I was just still working at the same company. I'd worked for them. I'd worked for them for, like, four or five years up until I moved out here. And then I got laid off in, like, August last year with all the tech layoffs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you never you never had came to Cali before or vacationed or anything? I had been here a lot from touring. Tour, yeah. But what about your lady? Um, she had vacationed here. She okay. came with a friend. She did like a road trip here with a friend that went up through different cities. They went to like Palm Springs, Joshua Tree, LA, yeah. a bunch of different places. So she really liked it out here and she always wanted to live out here. And so yeah, we were both like, Well, let's go out there. I mean, a lot of my friends from Chicago live out here now, so it was kind of an easy Easy choice, you know. I feel like a lot of people leaving New York at that time too, man. Everybody's just le- the city got so heard that like there was so many empty apartments. Yeah, 
Dude, even at like the dog park in Richmond, there'd be like people showing up and they're like, yeah, we moved here from New York. We moved here from New York. We moved here from New York. It was like, whoa, there's like 10 couples here that are from New York that just moved here <laughs> in the last few months. Jersey, too. I heard Jersey got crazy over there, man. Everybody's just what leaving. Just everybody's going to Jersey from Manhattan or upstate New York. Oh, God. All those go. places yeah. that are really expensive now. Like everybody just left, man. Yeah. And people are still working from home still. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of people. That it changed a lot. Like why we need the office buildings anymore. Yeah, Once truly. we start working remote, like I, in with like auditioning, because they all used to be in like all the auditions used to be in person. Yeah, now it's just all self tape. Yeah, but they never ch- hasn't gone back yet. Me- meetings like when I do like these Damn. general meetings with like production companies or whatever, all over Zoom. Yeah, it's crazy. Weird, right? yeah. yeah, I'm like I'm just figuring out the self tape thing because I just got a rep like in December. Nice. Oh hell yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah and uh, so I've been. I've been doing self tapes and now that I mean everything's shut down now because the writer's strike, but, but for a while it was like, man, this is a whole skill on its own, you know, whole just self taping. It's crazy. I heard it's hard, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty tough. Yeah. So, so does your vibe, so let's get, so your videos, did they, did they start really blowing up during the pandemic and that didn't start? Did that start? Yeah. In before California. So I had been making stuff online for a long time, yeah. but nothing really had popped off quite much, quite a lot. And so, my wife kind of was the one that was like, you got to get on TikTok. And so I, I was like, okay. And then like, I didn't really do it for like six months. And then she was like, you got to get on. I was like, all right. And then I got on and I started making stuff. I didn't really quite know what I was doing at first. And it was, but I just kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And I was like really determined. I was like, I got to make this work. Like I'm going to, I know if I keep doing this, I'll figure it out eventually just like everything else, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, cause the first ones I watched. Wait, couple- why did, oh, sorry. I was going to ask why you were hesitant. Um, I think that I was sort of at the time, like I was like, I knew I wanted to write or act or whatever, but I think I, at the time I felt, I was like, well, I should just focus on writing really good scripts and, and getting really good at acting or whatever. And then something would happen. And then as I was doing TikTok and stuff, I started to approach it more. Like when I was being in a band, I was like, well, I'm just, I don't really know how people get to where I want to go, but I know that I can make this work. And then I don't know, like, I'm just going to focus on this and not really worry about trying to submit to things or whatever. And then, you know, it's just, I think I just, just like, this is under my control and I can, I can really work hard at this. Yeah. You do know yourself too, putting it out there. And yeah. So what's the first video that kind of takes off? So I did this series for a while. That was like basically me trying to, it's like me supporting my witchy wife. Cause my, like Megan is into like crystals and stuff like that. And <laughs> so it was like me just sort of trying to explain like the things that we'd be like talking about as if I was like talking to a friend and those popped off first. That was like the first time I got like a million view video. Wow. Yeah. And those would do really well. And then I think I just, I was pretty much just doing that alone for a while, but I, I think I burnt myself out on it cause I was doing it too much and I just, I don't know. It didn't become fun anymore. Mm. So then I, when we moved here, I was really excited to be back like around my friends that were like comedy people that I knew so I started writing characters and I really, I wrote like this, like the first guy that was like the guy that's coming out of mosh retirement, mostly just to make like the hundred people I knew from touring laugh yes. on Instagram. I was like, I know that this is going to make everyone laugh that I know. And so I didn't really plan on that one. I thought that was going to be like a couple hundred views or whatever and like done. But then it just started like people just shared it like crazy and people were yeah. texting me out of the blue. Like people I'd toured with a long time ago were like, someone just sent me this. <laughs> and it was like, all these people were like following me and stuff. And I, and I was like, Oh shit. Like I can write, I have a lot of stuff to say about hardcore. Yeah. Like, um, so I just, I did, I never, I don't know. I, I don't know what it says about me, but I'd never thought to make things making fun of 
hardcore and metal or whatever until then. I was like, <laughs> it would have been a lot better if I had thought of that sooner. But, yeah. you know, you can only do what you can do. Mm-hmm. But it happened organically. That's cool. It just like just yeah. happened. Yeah. And I was I truly just wanted to make my friends laugh, like even in like my group chat, you know, and then I was like, I thought this is like so specific, like even some of the jokes like about like Sokani and stuff. Like I was like, no one's going to think this is funny besides like Sokani. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Besides my friends. And then it was like. Blue Th- that up. was the hardcore shoe, bro. Bro, dude. All right, okay, yeah, okay, okay yeah. man. Sorry, man. Those like you got five the, pairs. All right, sure. All right, two, two pairs. You got the Onitsuka Tigers, the Sambas, the dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. Basketball jerseys, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that just started going. You start going with it. Everything. Yeah, and I and I knew like once something I always killing all that shit. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. bro. Once something started working, I was like, I'm just gonna keep like pushing it and pushing For sure. it. But I knew from the last thing I did, I was like, I can't burn myself out on it. So I got to pace myself and do things, diff- do different things, like different kinds of characters or videos. Yeah. Because I think this is kind of what I wanted to do on social media all along, but didn't really know how to do it. More like char- something that's more of like a character, not just like a bit. Yeah. Like Or just being like, oh, that feeling when the show is crazy or whatever, like the <laughs> type of shit that you see sometimes. Yeah. I really wanted to make like characters and write funny stuff that like a character would say and not just like i don't know I'm, i don't know what i'm trying to say like i wanted to I do something that saying. felt more like a like a fully fledged like person yeah, yeah. authentic yeah as you yeah i, I just see it as you because well, oh, i see that as like a guy that grew up in the hardcore scene and this is some of your memories of it or stuff that was funny about it or was serious about it or was scary about it you know what i mean yeah. the stuff that you're talking about well hearing your background and you explain like you know going to the second city and doing that stuff and when you speak of the character work, it does make a lot of sense because your brain doesn't think in a, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not just, you know, <laughs> uh, but your brain doesn't think in a way to like you're thinking in a, you know, bigger sense of like, oh, I could do this, this and this and this because that's the that's what you were learning, you know, and that's what you're taught. True. And that's what you were working on. So it makes total sense that like you don't want to just have this one thing like you're thinking on a different level especially when you come from just writing sketches and you know you're you're you know all the different things you can do through improv like you said you guys did a golden eye um (laughs) group or whatever so that that makes total sense and that's why like with you your videos like also the the acting is very authentic it's because and you know you i studied i I look at i look at this not not even that but like it's because a lot of times any, anybody could do it, but a lot of times a lot of shit does not hit. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit does not hit. True, but the authenticity and understanding where because a lot of people want to make it crazy and, and but it's all logical, it's all simplistic, and it's right to the point of what the thing is. Yeah, if if, if, if that like I know I'm not in your brain or whatever, but like it that's I guess how I'm seeing it. Yeah, I look at this shit like si- like a science project. I love studying and yeah. understanding. So like just hearing your story in the background now where he's coming from, I didn't even know that he was doing any of that stuff. The schooling, yeah, all yeah. That stuff. But now it all makes sense. Yeah, I know. I, I know you're hardcore. I think it's a hardcore kid out there just making these funny videos about actually the things that actually take place in hardcore. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I think. I mean, I when I learned about when I was doing improv a lot in in Chicago was. I learned about creating, like I learned what I really like to do is create characters like on stage. And sometimes yeah. it can be as simple as like, for, there's a lot of like cheats for doing improv. And one of the things I learned a lot was like, if you give yourself like a secret or a want, or like you're going into a scene with someone else, if you don't, they think everyone thinks it's all made up and it is, yeah. 
but it's not you can you you can cre- control what you come in with so i can control like maybe i know that uh i like if i'm walking in like oh my character just got broken up with and maybe it never comes up but it does influence how i say things or how i react mm. to things or whatever gotcha so yeah yeah okay, okay, that, if I can okay. Do it. yeah so okay. i a lot of the characters i do i it's not for me i look at it like art it's not like it's every all of them have uh something a reason behind what they're doing and a lot of times i'll just say it outright like or maybe i'll say like this person it's clear that this person's home life is like terrible but they're yeah. overcompensating or like you know whatever so and people do crazy things all the time and there's always a reason for it yeah. somewhere like maybe it's the way they grew up or their be you know their behavior there's always something behind it so it's just sort of taking something like that and exaggerating it and asking yeah. why. Yeah. yeah. Well, like what you've learned is like a very, very unique thing to learn. You know, uh, uh, like a lot of times, a lot of, a lot of stand-up comedians like will hate on improv, but I loved it. You know, like I, I did, I took acting and improv classes for like three years back home in Arizona and I loved it. And what it did for me as a comedian and what I'm able to do on stage is giving me like another, another layer like you know when you think of yeah people that do sketches if you even even if you go as far as back as eddie murphy you know eddie murphy you know from when he was doing the sketches on snl and like you think of his his stand-up obviously he was doing stand-up before that but what it did to him for like being a comedian like he could do a whole scene on stage of like multiple characters Mm -hmm. and it all feels like it's you know like you just see one dude up there but meanwhile you feel exactly what he's saying Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a very unique skill set. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I think, you know, a lot of his background is why it like really, really hits. Gotcha. You know, this guy's a professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, he, you know, I know what you're saying, though, because, yeah, it's like I'm making video. I am making videos with the benefit of having done thousands of improv scenes yeah. and learned like what works in front of an audience and sketches and wrote sketches and figured out what works because i would also do like solo characters like is it like for like an snl audition type of thing i never Mm. did but like i never did get to audition i wanted to but basically you come up with five minutes of characters so you know each one could be like a couple minutes or one minute or short or whatever so i'd write that stuff and then go up put it up in front of an audience change it tweak it or whatever so at the same time i was making stuff like videos on the internet and realizing like Uh, this is maybe too long or I stuck in this part too long in the edit or whatever. So now it's like, I have the benefit of knowing like what works as far as like videos go. And as far as like what works for characters and comedy and what makes someone want to watch what a character is saying or what a person is saying. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like, cause if you, I think it's easy to go, like I'll see people making stuff online that are just kind of like, it's just like really surface level sort of bits and stuff, which is fine. Like, I think there's like a, market for that and like it's great yeah Yeah, and it's great but that's not really what i wanted to do and not really like i want to feel like i'm telling stories yeah at least even in a small way um but yeah that's exactly what i was gonna bring up it's like that that's there's a there's a strong difference like with online content there's a strong difference you know as to like some is just like very you know not even the best but it, sometimes it'll just hit, Airheads, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 but yeah, like, you know, yeah. it's kind of, you know, a little bit more, I'm not trying to disrespect it because I mean, it is people putting themselves out there, yeah. but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's just, you know, very surface, very surface, uh, as far as it goes. But when you have this background to it, there's just something that makes it just, 
give it give, it gives it more umph, and you're like, yeah, oh yeah, wow, yeah. now that's really good. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and but besides all that, he's experienced a lot of this stuff. Yeah, and he has been in the pit. He has moshed all this other yep, stuff. He's exactly. Done. Then, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, so that helps with everything. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, was there one that went really crazy viral that changed things for you, and then you felt like you had to make one just as crazy next? Or do you have any pressure about making these anymore, or because of the exposure we've gotten? I don't know that I. F- I don't think I feel pressure to make them like make them uh, make each one do better than the yeah, last. Yeah. Like I, I know that sometimes some might do okay and some might do great and i try and do like a one for me one for them type of thing so yeah. it's like for every like like i'm not i'm not gonna put out a fucking mosh retirement guy every week of my life you know like maybe like once every couple months or something yeah. you know it's like i don't want it like so it's like i'll do one of those and then it's like i'll do another one that's like i made a video about a guy whose personality is the movie heat and it's like this is <laughs> like that's like something that i think is really funny it's yeah, like wow yeah. thirty thousand views but i love it and i loved making it and like i think it's funny so I think that it's a unique premise. Yeah. <laughs> it is unique. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's just like all he all he does is just quote heat and yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Saw life that is life is terrible. Like uh-huh. he just yeah. So that kind of shit I think is funny. So I try and space things out, and I I really am trying to keep an eye on like okay, I know that this is what people would think is really funny. Yeah. I also have to enjoy making it too. True. At the same time, while making things that I enjoy. So I don't get tired of doing it in general. Like I don't want to ever feel resentful towards making something, you yeah. know, like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to go make this character or go shoot some videos or whatever. And I'll usually shoot like four at a time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'll go with my friend or something and we'll go shoot them in the park for like, I'll shoot four of them and just change my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I, I like to be efficient. It's like, I don't want to do this every, I just rather do it all and then I'm done for the month. And then no, I go, also, yeah. Cool. It's also it's when smart. you think about it, if, if a fucking, you know, TV show, they're on a set for like 12 hours. You yeah. Know? True. Like yeah. I can go spend like three hours doing this. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. For, yeah. Yeah. And then with the liquid death one, that's the one that kind of, I feel like that was everywhere, man. Oh, the straight edge guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. So good. Liquid death was, everybody was sending it to me and <laughs> liquid death was like, was that a pretty, that one pretty big one before? Yeah. You? That one was really big. Um, I think a loss also got shared a lot because people don't like when you make fun of straight edge. Like, <laughs> Like yeah, do people time. get offended or people try to like get bummed yeah i think some people got of hardcore of, or no? yeah some people got offended i think like they would be like this is this sucks or don't you have a job to do and I, it's like, <laughs> actually like <laughs> actually like no i don't i got laid off but nobody's really got bummed from the hardcore scene probably no nah. i mean i think maybe some people but then it's like you look at their i'm like well this person's bummed and i look at their profile it's like they're 22 and they live yeah. somewhere it's like man get the fuck out of here yeah, like, yeah, i mean yeah. i think a lot of it's so on point though man yeah as funny as it is we can make fun of ourselves and laugh at this stuff. Dude, especially being straight yeah. edge, being you have to be able to it is like like I, you know, I'm not straight edge now, but like I feel like so you never were. Yeah, yeah, and exactly you do. That's yeah. the shit you do. Yeah, yeah. dude. Actually, I, that was that was like there was this band called X Trip Wire X from Texas a long time ago, and they had a line in one of their songs that was like, "If you're not now, you never fucking were," <laughs> and that shit made me. It was like one of the funniest things I've ever heard, and so I, I like my friends and I have been quoting it for a long, and I'm and I think like it's a bit, it's a big. Yeah, it's a big phrase. In right. Edge, and yeah. that's like, and it's not even them, but I just remember that specifically. Like people I knew of straight edge growing up was like, well, if you're not now, you never were you're like, yeah. And I was like, well, I guess, I guess so. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think. What's people, your opinion on that for real? Because you feel like you're straight edge now kind of, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm in spirit, you know, like I, I think that I took the things that I took from straight edge that I, that I like now is I don't, I don't use like drugs or drinking as like a crutch or anything. And I don't, 
I don't feel like I need them to have a good time. In fact, I feel like I have a better time without them. Yeah. Um, I don't feel, I don't want, I don't feel pressured to drink or like around people. Um, and I also don't always like giving money to the, cause it's like, you know, like cigarettes and alcohol are legal, but all these other drugs aren't. It's like, well, these are the ones that are most dangerous, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily like supporting it. Um, but that. yeah, I mean, I took that stuff. I don't like binge drink or anything like that. I, I enjoy being healthy and, and I like being present all the time. Yeah. And I also think mental health wise, I don't, I feel better when I'm like present, um, as far as like anxiety and stuff goes. Do you have anxiety? Yeah. I have like, uh, I guess you have, I don't know. Everyone fucking has it like generalized anxiety disorder or whatever. G I I got whole life. You had it or I think that I was diagnosed. I got diagnosed probably in like 2017, but I, I probably, I've had it my whole life for sure. I remember like my therapist would be like, so what would you feel like? Like, you know, zero to 10, most of the time, it was like probably like a seven. And she's like, I don't think that's like, <laughs> a seven all the time. It's like, it's funny, bro. Probably seven. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. I was like, doesn't everyone feel insane all the time? Like, yeah. And then, sure. yeah. And, and, but she was, and uh, I think I realized, like, I just thought everyone felt the way I did at all times. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that maybe I just needed some help, you know? Yeah. So that's, I, I started going to therapy. Because I had a, one of, like a really close friend pass away, and I was just like, I don't know what's going on. I was having panic attacks all the time, so I went to therapy, and and I was in talk therapy like four or five years. Uh, I'm not in now because my health insurance isn't good enough for it. But <laughs> what, year, what, what, what year was this you started going? 2017 okay. through um, through the last the last time I was in therapy was when I was in Virginia, because that's when I had a job. <laughs> yeah, 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 basically. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I. I really learned. I love therapy, man. I, yeah, I just started too. Um, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I know if I could do it all the time, I would. I, yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't realize that I maybe had an anxiety disorder for most of my life. And then, um, looking back, it's affected a lot of things, but you know, I think like as you get older, you start realizing things that ha- when you're growing up the way you've been, like, and yeah. then you just sort of start playing catch up the second half of your life. So you like, don't want to, yeah. be like a dickhead to people around you and like the people you love and yeah put your anxiety and like all that stuff on them so i i don't know like therapy really helped me with that but i guess i don't know how i got to that but i'm making the videos therapeutic for you yeah dude I, and stuff. I love it and yeah. i think that it is i think that i uh i also sort of sometimes have an unhealthy relationship with making things because i do it because i don't have like anything else that i use to like like I think some people like smoke weed or drink to like as like an outlet. Yeah. Like making things as my outlet and that gives me like serotonin and like makes me feel good. Yeah. So then the more stressed I am, the more projects I try and take on to mm. like make myself feel better, but then yeah. it's like that's not solving any problems. I'm just adding more stuff to my plate. <laughs> yeah. So that's I'm that's why sometimes I take a break because I'm like, okay, I don't want to get to the point where I'm just like, I gotta make this video and then this other video and then it's like because I feel like I'm accomplishing something which makes me feel good in my brain. Yeah. Um. So I I have to be careful because I know that I can sort of go down that route where I'm like using that. And it's not just that; it's like writing stuff, like writing writing like scripts or whatever. It's like, okay, cool, I finished this. Like, I feel good, you know. And then I just keep trying to finish stuff, and then it's like I'm not really enjoying what I'm doing. I'm just like trying to finish things to feel good yeah, and putting it out, you know, and like being like, well, I put this out and then whatever comes from that is coming from that. And like the sooner that's the sooner I finish this, the sooner that thing can happen or the next thing can happen. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
I, I get in, I get, I have problems where I try and rush things a lot. I, you know, which is good. You want to hustle, but also I, yeah. sometimes it affects me in a bad way that I have to be on top of. Um, is it because of the videos you got, you ended up in the blink video? Yeah, actually directly like the first video, the Marshall retirement guy, the director of the blink video liked it. And I saw, I was like, Oh cool. Like, so I followed him cause I'd actually been a fan of his for a while. Yeah. Uh, his name's Brandon Dermer. He's an amazing director, but then he followed me back and we were just kind of talking. It took us a while to meet up, but we met up for coffee and he was like, uh, yeah, I got this thing that you might be really good for. It's like a blink thing, but I'm not, you know, we're not quite sure if it's going to happen or not. So he, we just kind of stayed in touch. And then like one week he was like, are you free on Tuesday? I was like, yeah. He's like, it's, uh, you know, you're going to have to sign an NDA for it. I was like, okay, cool. And then like, I already knew what it was. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went and then, you know, I filmed it like, uh, it was like outside of Travis Barker's like, uh, studio studio yeah, and yeah. so i walked Calabasas. i didn't yeah i didn't know where it was so i Dope walked studio in. dude i walked in <laughs> i walked in to use the bathroom and it was like i was like holy shit there's bikes everywhere in it's here all white got, on like, white's fire man dude yeah. and then i walk in through there's like all the blink records and yeah, i was man. like man i can't walk too slow slow but not too fast you know <laughs> so i was like walking like as medium speed as i could like the big rabbits to, in there and dude shit. i'm like trying to soak it all in and i'm like because this is like blink One Eight Two is like a band i grew up listening to you know yeah I go to the bathroom and I come out and then like Mark, Tom and Travis are like right there, like talking to each other. And Tom's kind of like off to the side a little bit. And I'm like, all right, dude, you cannot act a fool right now. You just have to walk out of this building, you know, cause they're like in the middle of shooting stuff and talking to, you know, there's yeah. like 20 people in there, you know? So I'm like walking like very slow, but not too slow. I'm just like, I'm just like, all right, I gotta be fully present right now and just soak this in. Like, I think I made like eye contact with Tom for a second. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, Turn my head. <laughs> but it was cool, man. And yeah, he, that was because of that. It's awesome, man. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. Uh, I lied to Chappelle once and told him we're going to go to my friend's studio, Rich Roll. And I brought he said him, a podcasting studio. Yeah. And I brought, <laughs> him, and I brought him to Travis's studio. Didn't tell him. I told Travis I was going to bring Chappelle because he's, you know, meet him and stuff. And so he opened up the door and he saw the white and like he was looking at him. I was like, where are we? I was like, this I was like, who would have why would anyone build this? I was like, this is too big for a podcast yeah. studio. I was like, and there was no a Rolls Royce outside. Yeah, and they got yeah. all these bikes in here. You yeah, can't was, record with bikes yeah. in here. <laughs> and then when he saw the rabbit, he was like, Yo. Yeah, when I saw the rabbit, that's when I was like I saw his face change. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Let's go. And I walked him the hallway and um Yeah, I told Travis here, and Travis came out and saw yeah. him and then like but he didn't tell me later, it was so cute. He's like, Yo, I was shaking like he was shaking oh, the whole shaking. time. Uh -huh. Like he was tripping. Yeah, I would have been too. It must be yeah. weird. Like that's when something. You're, I mean, because it made me happy. It was cool. What, you graduated oh nine. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like something. I mean, I've known about them since I was in seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. seventh, sixth or seventh grade. Yeah, you know, it was just. It was a cool know. moment, though. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, I'm sure that you know, it's got to be strange when you're in a band like that where people approach you and they're shaking a lot you couldn't tell he was but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah played it cool played but cool. Yeah, I, was like, yeah. I would have played it cool if, if that someone had said something to me you know but i uh i was like i i just gotta get out of here dude <laughs> I, can't, I can't stay in here too long yeah. it's crazy um so so now you have an agent yeah and that's all from social media and everything else it's just yeah so does it change? Uh, sorry, does it change your life? All those views is to make money from that, or what? People hit you up for different things now, or yeah. So I, it's sort of a lot changed. Like I had been working in a in a day job for a long time and just making stuff on the side, and then when this started happening, uh, you know, people kept asking me like, "You got to make shirts or whatever." So I was like, "All right." I never considered doing that, so I started making shirts, and people really liked that. And 
Marsh retirement. Yeah. Major threat. Step to me. Yeah. <laughs> Shit yeah. is hard. Step to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is the day? What is the day? How do I say it right? Day merch. Yes. What is that merch? What is that? It's just like uh, the sound the guy makes when he's punching people in the videos. Oh my god. Daish. Yeah. By the way, I got. Because you always do that. Yeah. 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 I uh, I got a hat. I brought a hat okay, for thank you. Thank you. I, 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 I didn't. No, no, you're good. I, I didn't I realize forgot. that's what it meant. Daish. Because you yeah. always do that. Oh yeah. fuck. That's, I brought a hat for you. Thank you. That's so fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, what does this mean? Is this his brain? Yeah. Yeah. Dish, dish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got it now. So yeah. I, yeah. So I started making shirts and stuff and then I was kind of like, oh shit, this is exactly what I used to do in a band, which was like make For shirts sure. and stuff. Easy. And it was like, oh, I've done this a million times. I know like how to order things that are good quality. And the, I already knew who I wanted to work with. Like I, like I, like overcast merch is, was like, um, they were de- my dead my band Dead Icons was some of the first merch that they ever printed. Are they in Orange County? They're in Long Beach. Oh, Long, yeah, I know those dudes. Yeah, they yeah. did my merch. They did my merch too. Yeah, yeah, bunch like, of bands. Um, and so I was like, man, I'm just gonna work with them because I also have friends that work are still work yep. there, and I just think that a lot of times, a lot of times also when you see people that make stuff online, the merch they make is really bad, 100%, horrible. Man. 100%. And so I always was like, I'm not gonna make anything that I wouldn't wear. Yep. That I wouldn't, yeah. and I also want it to be a shirt that's going to last. That maybe is someone's like favorite shirt that is going to always be. Because I have some shirts hanging up, and then a bunch of shirts in my closet just piled. Yeah, it's like I want this to be a shirt that's hanging up, you know, that I know is always going to fit or whatever. Yeah. So now I just make shirts, and then I, I have like a, I do have like a, I make cameos, which is crazy. Yeah, cameos uh, are cool. Yeah. Yeah, people just want me to like roast them and wish people happy birthday. And awesome, stuff, man. Which is cool. I love doing that. <laughs> Um, and then I got, uh, I got like a, I actually have a manager, not an agent. Nice. So, um, his name's Adam. He's a cool dude. He's, he's great. We like met up, we, we get along great. He actually heard about my stuff cause people were sending him my videos because he is from Cleveland. So he's like aware of like hardcore and yes. stuff. And it's like, he like did some time touring in some bands and whatnot. He's like my age. So he's like, he's like up and comer as well. But, yeah. um, yeah. So he and I are kind of on the same page and so we've been, like I go on auditions and then same thing. It's like you're talking about like general meetings, like we're yeah. working on stuff like that. Cause I've been writing for a long time and I have like so much stuff that's already written like features and pilots and stuff that I, I just like to do in general. So now I have a lot of stuff ready that I'm kind of just like, okay, cool. I have all this stuff to ready to go and we can, I'm not like waiting to write stuff. It's, you know, uh, it feels good. Yeah. So you're trying to like, uh, right things you're trying to act everything right yeah like Do i it all yeah i really like to direct as i've directed Directing. a bunch of stuff yeah. um mm-hmm. and also one of the reasons why i got my manager is because he was seeing my stuff on social media is like this guy's really funny and he went to my website and watched like this 20 minute short film i made samurai like, yeah so he watched that and was like oh shit he can make something that feels samurai like a warden yeah <laughs> He can make it he make something that feels like a movie. So I should talk to this guy and see what he wants to do. Um but yeah, so that's kinda how that happened and that what's what um that's what we're doing now. Shout out Adam. Uh that's big, awesome, big wrestling Shouts fan. Shout out Adam. That's so cool how that works is from social media. People you never know who's watching. Dude, yeah. I've met like I've made friends with so many people on there. Like like you. I mean, yeah. I was like, Oh shit, Toby followed me. I was like, I gotta <laughs> tell and I'll message anyone that I was like, dude, I love H two O. I just message you. <laughs> <laughs> I have almost I, I think like I've always felt from being in bands, like everyone's just a person. Like totally. I can just, I just message people and be like, Hey, I love your band. Like, thanks for following me or whatever. And yeah. then just open up a dialogue, you know, hundred percent. That's because where we come from too, though. Yeah, man. for sure. That connection and just that, mm-hmm. I don't know, being in bands and touring and meeting people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, 
It's kind of, kind of just like a casual thing. I like, yeah. I like the uh, sin mistakes you're doing now too. Oh yeah, because I love movies too. I'm a big movie head. Yeah. I watch so many movies. Um, I don't know if I can critique movies, but I always post about movies I love or different things I don't like about. But that's cool you're doing that. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's it's like a sort of a cinema critique show, like for Cracked, where it's like all the critiques are like the. It's basically the character is this guy who. Like who hates every movie until he thinks about them at all. <laughs> so he like watches them and he's like, you know, the number one thing wrong with this is like just something like very personal about him that he just saw <laughs> in the movie. You know, <laughs> it's like, like where by the yeah, time this is. by the time this comes out, I'm actually gonna shoot some after this. But nice. by the time this comes out, like the episodes will be out. But like cool. one is like for Super Mario Brothers, like the new one. He's like, I saw that one. Yeah, yeah. He's like. I don't understand Chris Pratt's voice. He's Star Lord. I don't understand how he can be Mario too. I've I'm just trying to think about. I don't understand this. So he's just like confused by things. And then by the end, it always like turns around. So that's like another thing where it's like came through social media. Like I, a friend who you know started making stuff for Cracked was like producing stuff. Was like, hey, do you want to do this? And then I write that with I write that series with my. Uh, my friend Will Woods, who's very funny, he's like the one that shoots all my videos like, with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So we write that together, and yeah, that's another thing. Just kind of like little gigs like that that I'm putting together and trying to get enough of them to where it feels like I'm, um, you know, I have like, it's like all stable again. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's your yeah. favorite type of movie you like? I love watching just like action movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, I fucking love a good action movie. Dude, yeah. I just can't. I mean, I'll watch the corniest ones too. Dude, I'll I watch, rewatch. I literally them. watch them all. So I meet John too. Wick. Yeah, it's amazing. It's insane. It was truly an amazing movie. Uh, I will watch any any action movie, um, bad, good, whatever. I think it's like my wife watches a reality TV and I watch action movies. I just like I can't get enough of it. Uh huh. Um, but I, I watch like that those. with uh, martial art films. Oh, dude, Ooh, I watch all, great. Give, give me good ones, bad ones. Yo, give me all of them. It man, I'll take it man. Yeah, I'll take it man. Yeah, yeah. yeah give fucking, me it man five. It's like cheesy <laughs> ones too. This whatever. Oh, yeah. I don't care, yeah, dude. Because I, I watch it for one reason. <laughs> yeah, you just want to get. I want to see someone get fucked up. I want to see people's asses get. Yeah. Kicked, you know? <laughs> I love. I love the um one in the park where it's like you smell weed in the park and like it's gonna get through yeah. my skin. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's no more. Yeah. Dude, I had friends, like, I, I'm sure I, I had friends that were, like, people that were so high-strung, and they're like, dude, I can't, sorry, you can't take any Advil or whatever. It's like, you know. And I know I, people like that. Yeah, and it's like, I get it. Like, that's, yeah. I, there's, I, it's, I think it's, two things can be true at once. It can be serious. It can also be funny at the same totally. time. Totally. Yep. And so I get it, and I just, I think it's important to laugh about stuff. 100%, and man. be, like, self-aware that, I mean, what, hardcore and punk is hilarious. It's, like, objectively pretty funny. Pretty funny. funny. Like, yeah. people like moshing and stuff. Yeah, like, characters. what is going on there? Exactly. Like if, yeah, if you're an outsider to this shit, Dude. you look at it, you're like, what the hell? What the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. That one clip from Sound and Fury of the kid going crazy in the front went crazy viral. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every, every website this every summer. Every website, every. They weren't, weren't hardcore. Yeah, no. they weren't hardcore people. And no. then, yes, two days ago, Nico New York, he has like a million followers. He's like a New York, New York cat who posts all New York things. He was somehow at. Speed the show? speed show yeah i saw that. and he posted the footage and rap report hit me he's like yo what is this shit i'm like dude I, this is hardcore bro like he dm'd it to what me. is this shit i love it like, that's he my fo- favorite thing <laughs> because he follows new york nico and nico was at the show it was out shit like that i love yeah. that i love when hardcore shows up in like crazy places what's funny about it too i think i still think it's it's a very acquired taste it is yeah. for sure you know, like like it's it, like like we said like it's growing in such a dope way i still think but it still looks when crazy people look at it, it looks crazy the i'm civilians. like this is 
it's an acquired taste. Yeah. <laughs> so when people see it, or they talk about you like crowd killing and you're dancing in the park, people are like, what the fuck yeah. is that, yeah, bro? Yeah. That shit really happens. I know. Do you think that he, like your like Rappaport was like, I'm going to text my most tattooed friend. That's well, <laughs> what this is about. Yeah, because you know, I brought him to Harker shows before. Like, oh, this okay. is whack. He doesn't like any of it. Like, yeah. He, yeah, just be, yeah. That's my favorite when someone's like, fucking, I don't like this. Yeah. And even like, even people come up to him, they go, yo, are you friends with Toby? Like, you love HO? He's like, nah, I don't like that shit. <laughs> he's my boy, but he doesn't like That's hardcore. That's a good friend. Yeah, but he's just honest. He doesn't like it. I brought him to Bad Brain show yeah. once. He can't, he did his first stage dive at our show at the Roxy, but he's wow. hip hop. He's solely hip hop, R&B, yeah. soul. But he's open-minded to it, but it was just break balls. Yeah. yeah. I, lo- I love the people that don't like it. Me too. I yeah. respect it. Go, Dude, yeah. I love like taking... I haven't done it in a while, but I love taking a friend that has nothing... That knows nothing, nothing about, it about it to a hardcore show, and they're just like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. Uh. I'm like, Dude, all safe? these people are fucking nerds. You have nothing to worry about. Yeah, yeah. No. Everybody is a nerd here. Like, you're it not- just looks, looks crazy to people from the outside. Yeah. When's the last time you moshed? Oh, dude, it's been a while. Probably at American Nightmare Reunion. Ooh. Yeah, it was like something happened and it just like something ignited and I had to do something, you know? It happens, bro. You yeah. feel that shit. Do you feel like AM, it's heard like AM, PM and I was like it live for the first time ever and I'm like, dude, I, I don't know what's going on, but I yeah. got I to gotta do something now. <laughs> the um, last time I saw like, Chappelle, no, yeah. <laughs> was the turnstile. And Chappelle's like, I'm going in. I'm like, Chappelle's just so, there was so many young, small kids here. And Chappelle's like bouncing away. Yeah. I see yeah. Chappelle bounce away into the pit. I'm like, oh, Dude, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, you look like the fucking rhino from Spider-Man yeah, right. just knocking just people like, around. Like, juggernaut just like Dude, destroying I'm telling you, every time I see you. You're being I cool. Get, you're being chill. I'll be cool you know, with him because yeah. I know I like it, I make one little people. move and it'll fuck yeah. some kids flying, you know. But every time I see them, I get in the pit. Yeah. Every time. Any other band, I'm kind of like, oh, I'll step back. Yeah. Another one I love when you said that you're, um, you're fighting 100 demons to get out of bed every day. <laughs> that was yeah. so good, dude. Dude, I, because I, and I, it's like, I, I didn't realize this, but I, I do pretty much think about bands. Like, it's all bands that I like, but I also try and, I think it's funnier, like, the more niche, like, bands that I throw yeah. in sometimes, like, the ne- I'm writing another Mosh Retirement guy, and I'm definitely going to mention A Death for Every Sin. I don't know if you... Like, I don't even know that. No. Dude, they're like a super heavy, like, ignorant band from, like, the early 2000s. That's like... <laughs> dude, there's, like, probably, like, 300 listeners on Spotify that I'm, like, top, like, 10. You know? Wow. <laughs> and I'm just, like... And they're so good, and I listen to them all the time, and I'm like, I got to throw them in. I just like the idea that some guy somewhere is going to get, like, sent this, and he's like, what the fuck? Some guy... <laughs> this band that I was in in, like, 2000 that probably i i don't know <laughs> do you like uh like marauder and stuff like that oh, bulldoze and yeah yeah i'm like, you like the, that beat sheer down terror. i like the beat down shit i'm like a i'm probably like a top one percent sworn enemy listener oh yeah top shout one. to renzo my yeah. man yeah. shout to renzo Dude, yeah i'm a top probably one percent first blood listener wow yeah i'm like dude sworn first enemy, blood yeah dude sworn enemy as real as it gets is like it's like probably top top five albums of all time for me Wow, let's get you top five, dude. Uh, albums of all time, in there? Holy yeah. Shit. And that's like half yeah. of, gonna be high. I know, yeah. half a joke, but half not. Like, I just listen to that album all the time. Like, nothing gets it's like every time I listen to it, I get goosebumps. Wow. Like, on my like all over me, I'm just like, ah! <laughs> it's just Fury like, Five, dude. Yeah, Fury Five. I like Fury Five. That shit's hard. Um, yeah, I like No Innocent Victim too. Yeah, I remember them. Um, but yeah, so okay, so I don't know. Top five albums of all time is really hard. I Beach uh Beach Boys Pet Sounds is maybe number one. Wow. I like Damn. I like Deja Vu, Crosby Stills, Nash and Young. 
uh, Wish dr- one enemy in the same song. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That's dope. He said uh, Beach Boys. <laughs> Beach Boys. Sworn enemy. Yeah. <laughs> then we got uh, Waylon Jennings' Dream, uh, Dream on Dream or whatever the name of that is. Yeah. Probably a Cool in the Gang record in there somewhere. Yeah. Bro, this is the illest top five on this podcast. I know. Yeah. And then, but Sworn Enemy is in there. First Blood California is in there. Wow. Haybreed Satisfaction is Ooh. in there. Uh, yeah, what's yours non-hardcore? Yeah. What do you mean non-hardcore? I did hip-hop. I did all that before. You've like, done like, non-hardcore? Like, like, like a mix of no, like... Not, well, I guess top five doesn't matter what genre. Like That's hard. The genres can mix. Because you basically dude. just mixed yeah. genres. You would... And there's Beach like, Boys and Cooling Gang and yeah. fucking Waylon Jennings. All of there's hip hop and rap. I should put in there too. That I. What's yeah. your hip hop top five? You hip hop. Um, man. Okay. Uh, fuck. Give me art. This is gonna be album. Give me artist. So there's the May. I like the Mace album. Um, oh damn. With uh, what? What's, I love it. Man, I'm trying to think of the song. This is the I have it on. It, uh, it, it was from like '96. Yeah, it's like got a blue cover and Maybe it's kind of him like this. Like yeah. We're <laughs> talking about Mace. Yeah, Mace. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mace. Wow. Yeah, it's the um, song that fuck. sampled that. Um, it's it's like a sample. It's like a, one of his it. big songs. Nobody gonna hold me down. That's not no. the one right now. Okay. Um, Damn, I forgot Mace. Anybody looking at me? Yes. While my girl standing here. Yeah. Fuck, what okay, is that yeah, album? Yeah, yeah. That has to be like no. That has to be like ninety eight. Yeah. It's crazy. You said Mace, bro. That's. I like Mace a lot. I like I like Wu Tang. That's a funny album. I like uh I like a lot. I listen to a lot of like new shit lately too really like oh, it's Har- harlem world harlem yeah, harlem world. yeah, harlem exactly. world. yeah. This one. yeah i'm like i'm so bad with like yeah, album world. names yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. i just know like the colors when i put it on you know but yeah, i would have never that's crazy i love bro. Harlem Mace. i would have never yeah ever what is some new hip-hop i like uh i like this guy larry june we're just talking larry about june. We're just larry june is yeah. alchemist new record yeah. dude i've got that is an amazing record but he played me his older shit today yeah. before oh he walked in the house dude Dude, this he is like a genius to me. I love like the way he does his albums. Like the he does the same thing for every album. It's like it's a picture of him in a car yeah. on the front. Like he just talks he about a Mustang. Dude, he's he talks about drinking smoothies, going yeah. grocery shopping, doing uh-huh. his taxes. Yep. Fucking just like eating food, uh, putting on a clean t shirt. Weed. Weed, yeah. Like <laughs> wow. Buying like real estate and like I just love it, dude. I love when he sings too. Yeah. It's like it's not even it's no it's like no thug shit no. I, can do, yeah, I can do it's deep dive with him. Yeah, it's I, like anti yeah. it's crazy and then i like uh who else do i listen to a lot i listen to i listen to jay worthy i listen to um man who else do i listen to i listen to action bronson a lot he's sick he's yeah sick. he's great i i listen to a lot of alchemist stuff um he's amazing man yeah i don't know i it's yeah, i Larry feel like, june records nice i'm gonna go back and do a deep cut though yeah you gotta yeah you gotta stuff do he played me today was a little different than the yeah, alchemist yeah he's one. great yeah yeah that's more mellow yeah the that alchemist shit, that, album is great he, too yeah larry june's got some real mellow yeah stuff. i like uh i like a lot of the la oh i like uh i like young Dolph. uh young or, Dolph? oh yeah dude, yeah r.i.p i like the i like the he's like Memphis or what is he He's, Young Dolph? Yeah. He, uh, Memphis. Yeah, I like the Memphis shit. I like 3-6 Mafia. Yeah. Um, I like everyone like in his crew, like uh, like the Paper Out Illuminati. Like, mm-hmm. I love like that album. Um, I, I also love the like, diversity, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was so dude, much stuff, man. Yeah. I like, uh, I liked, uh, for a long time, I was on, like, I was a big T.I. Um, I love T.I. What's, what's his, like. T.I.'s got albums, man. Yeah. He does, bro. What's his, uh, what's his group? Um, his that, like, crew? Yeah, his oh, crew. Oh, T.I., uh, um. Oh, wow. Uh, fuck. Uh, I, know I don't know, about know what it is, but... Um, fuck, hold on. Damn, Rubber Band Man. Damn, yeah. sick. 
T.I. All those records were sick. No, he's got this guy. T.I. that much, man. Dude, he's got this guy, Young Dro. Young uh, Dro, yeah. yeah Young he, Dro was part of it. Dude, he had the one, he had the one really lean. big. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but then his albums are so funny. Like, he's, he's fucking hilarious as this rapper. Like, the shit that he says is so good. Like, just, it makes me laugh. Yeah. Like, just, uh, I like. Zach Fox is a rapper I like a lot. He's like pretty. He's like newer, I think. Zach um, Fox, okay. yeah. I don't know, man. I listen to a lot of hip hop. I mean, I listen to a lot of music. Um, yeah. What's like? What's like? Uh, you mean daily rituals? Daily besides rituals. besides filming and shit. Like you working out. Like what do you get into? Yeah, I I work out. I used to swim a lot. Nice. Um, but I I think I just kind of got tired of it recently. So I do. I run with my dog sometimes. Usually a couple times a week. I just started running more. I'm loving it, man. Yeah, it's so good. Dude. I walk I a lot too. Um, but I go to the gym and I'll do like the I'll do the treadmill at like the incline nice. for like an hour or whatever, and then I'll go like lift weights. Um, and then I'll do yoga with my with my wife. Nice. Like she does like hot yoga, so I'll do that. Hot like, yoga is no joke, man. Dude, yeah, I'll do it like once a week, and then um, yeah, I'll run and I kind of. How many I, miles are you doing? It's like two at a time. Yeah, Nothing yeah. crazy. And I got a dog with me too. She's oh, like, yeah. she's like 15 pounds. She's like a Jack Russell. So she can oh, run, but it's yeah, still yeah. a lot for her. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we don't, and it's like by run, I mean like we'll run for a while and then walk for that's a little good, yeah. bed and just give her a break and let her smell stuff. Somebody just, yeah, my dog stops all the time smelling shit. <laughs> People say running and walking is really good too. I heard that yesterday actually. Yeah. There's something about, the, uh, they call it the, you could do it on like the treadmill. There's like a, this thing called the hit training where you, like run 30 seconds then you kind of yeah, yeah that's my wife is doing and then you, yeah you do these like fast whatever ones i don't know they say that's like really good yeah too. what about coffee you a coffee guy absolutely not i can't drink it wow <laughs> straight edge <edgy. laughs> <laughs> <That's what I'm laughs> I, I got two friends shama right now they don't do no caffeine Casey, no Greg, i do like, now we're straight edge, no caffeine i do almost no caffeine Damn. maybe like a can of coke sometime like if i'm feeling crazy yeah, notice he was notice he was like yeah let's do the sparkling let's get crazy yeah. yeah wow yeah Holy so shit. no caffeine i just drink water in the morning and then um i'm trying to think of other day oh, so another ritual i do like at usually at night is like the day before i'll get like a journal and i kind of write like how i felt that day just a little bit not a lot yeah. and i don't do it every day and sometimes i forget but like i'll do how i felt that day or kind of some stuff that happened and then i'll write what i want to do tomorrow and I'll maybe write down like all the things that I'm thinking about that I want to do tomorrow. And usually it's like a super long list. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just have to like narrow it down to like three. I remember it was like, okay, cool. Like, these are the three things I definitely want to do tomorrow. That's cool that you do that. You like uh, release that pressure because I, I don't always. I, he journals I, you, you every see, day. You, you see it I a love lot, out, especially out here, like where people are like, oh, I got to do all of this. And like, I feel like the, the people much, that try man. to do so much don't necessarily. You know, give These expectations time to they under- can live up to. Yeah, the expectation, mm-hmm. but also they don't give themselves time to like just be a human. Yeah, yeah. you know, because that's such a robotic way to like work. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, we all want to do. There's a lot of shit we all want to do, but if you don't let yourself be a human, you can't necessarily accomplish those things. Yeah. Otherwise, you're kind of just mindlessly. It's doing a lot of pressure upon yourself. It's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. So that's cool that you actually like. You know, yeah. you check them off the next day if you do. Oh, I love. There's nothing better than checking <laughs> something off a list, bro. I it's like I'm such a fucking nerd for it. Yeah. I love it. I'm like, you know, it's fun to if you if you make a list and you cheat and you're like shower and you do like other ones too. It's like those aren't part of my three, but those are freebies I get to check off. Like in the morning, it's like shower, eat breakfast, walk my dog. I'm like, dude, I'm fu- I'm already crushing it. I've done three <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And then I got my other stuff. 
Uh, I also tend to wake up early, like six or oh, something. And I do. The same guy. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> that's like the best time for me for to write is in the morning, like from six till like seven or seven thirty eight. Like it depends on when everyone else starts waking up. People say the world's quiet and just chill. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, that's like the the time when I get the best writing done. Um, and I, I read at night typically. I'll try and read. Good way to fall um, asleep too. Yeah. But yeah, the the journal is my favorite. I I kind of like to, and I look back. It's kind of look back and be like, man, what's what was I doing then? And mm-hmm. you're like, man, I was feeling crazy then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. I was like, what's going on with me then? But I feel better now. And then sometimes sometimes I have to make a note to be like, I felt really really good today because you don't often think about like mm. when you feel good, you don't think about putting it down. Yeah. So then you look back and you're like, oh shit, okay. Wow, that is good. true. I never thought That's about a that. Good one. Yeah. Like just saying like, oh, I, f- I actually feel good today. Yeah. Do you have, th- yeah, go ahead. I was going to say I had a therapist, uh, this guy. Um, he's he's great, but he he kind of helped me. He was like, okay, you're really like goal-oriented and like you like to like do all these things. But he's he's like, one thing you could ask yourself is like, okay, have you been like a good friend this week or a good partner Ooh. this week or a good – like it's cool if you're like been a good at what you do, like making stuff or shooting stuff or whatever, but – these other things that you can sort of measure yourself by like, okay, am I, have I been a good partner this week or, you know, or a good friend? Like, I didn't really I like, like that. Yeah. I didn't really like, I had a, it's like, you know, maybe some weeks it's like, man, this person hit me up, but I just kind of didn't really follow back. Like I need to, I should like, respond think about, or something. yeah, I should yeah. respond. Like, I can be a better friend like this next week or whatever. So I think I about like that, that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I picked up little things in therapy here and there, but I, I like the journaling a lot. Journaling is something that I always do. And then working out, if I don't work out, if I go more than like a day or two, it's like re- it starts to get really bad for Same. me. Like, yeah. I have to do something every day. We'd work out my garage. We'd go hiking or yeah. run. Like it just exercising. Hiking so is amazing out here, dude. It's, know, oh, that's, dude. You, it's like, it's, 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 it's crazy that it's free. Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. should be free. And that's but the perks me, of living. And we talk about like, yeah. what's expensive at different cities. Yeah. Like I wish Central Park had a big hill. I could like have like a running can. Is there no hikes in New York? Not in the city, really. You no. have to go like upstate New York or Jersey or something, yeah. right? Long Island. Oh, really? Yeah. But there's like nothing better than getting done with a hike and the fruit stand is there and you get the fruit and it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, dude, yeah. it's the best. It's like, so good. It's the best after like a hot hike and you're just like, man, just eat some fresh like pineapple and watermelon. You ever done a long hike? No, we typically we hike with our dogs. So we just kind of like keep it yeah. like, pretty chill for them. Um, they can go for a while, but. If, a lot of times, if we go on a hike our own, we're just like, ah, we should have brought them. They would have a good time, you know. Yeah, I got offered. I got invited to um, a seven mile hike this weekend. Jeez, and they do breath work at the top. Oh, I thought you did it last week. No, I didn't do it. But it's, this week, it's like a whole group of people. Seven, seven yeah. miles is a lot, man. It's like a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, might be cool though. Yeah, I'd, where, I'd probably be into it. Yeah, uh, in Malibu. Oh, okay. Um, I have a question for you too. Do you um? Consider yourself an optimist or pessimist? Optimist for sure. Uh, definitely optimist. I, I think that I, um, I don't know how to explain it. I, I guess I have, I can, I have a choice, right? Like I can be really upset about things and things aren't necessarily going my way all the time or whatever, or I can just focus on what I can control and be optimistic about it. And I tend to feel better and I'm nicer to everyone when I'm more optimistic Mm. Um, and yeah, and I, I just, uh, I don't know. I just, sometimes I'm like, what's the point of being like, cause I'll get stuck and I'm like feeling pessimistic or I'm like down and there's like a lot of fucking crazy shit happening lately. You know, yes. like, it's just, in, especially like 
even before the pandemic, just, just like the way the country is. And, yes. and it's like, it can be really easy f- to, to feel like out of control and, and like really depressed. And so I think, I don't know, sometimes I feel like that's like what people want from you is that's like what the government and all these people want. Yeah. They want you to just be like shitty and just be like, wow, oh, there's nothing I can do or whatever. And instead you, and instead it's like, okay, I can be like positive and, and it's like, what can I actually do? Can I like do something that will help here or like what's in my power, you know? Like, well, so that, for example, like the first shirt that I did, I, the first shirt design I ever did was like right when a lot of like the women's rights stuff was happening, like the abortion stuff recently. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do a shirt, but I'm going to gonna donate whatever I make from it to like Planned Parenthood or whatever. Not Planned Parenthood. I didn't donate there. I donated it to um, uh, abortion access funds or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. Like this is within my power. Like I can do something cool here. Awesome. So I, I try and think about stuff like that. It's, I'm trying to figure out how to do it again now because at the time, like I wasn't getting, uh, I wasn't paying bills off of like merch stuff. <laughs> and then like I got laid off and then I got paid for it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to donate all this. <laughs> I do really need to pay some bills here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to live dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I try and think about it. I'm also like, I, I would, I mean, I'm like a member of like dim socialists like out here. Like I, I don't know. I try and like be, I'm getting into like political shit or whatever, but like I try and be optimistic and I find that like, it's more optimistic to think about like helping people. And yeah, I don't know. I think I'll, I it just, I don't know. I like it better. I mean, the videos you're making to help people, people are laughing. You make, yeah. people, you know, mm-hmm. I smile every day. Like you make, it's awesome. Dude. I love it. I'll get like every now and then I'll get a message from somebody that's like, Hey man, like my mom passed away this week. And like, this is the first time I've laughed in like weeks or whatever. And like, that's crazy. Like that makes me feel so good. And so sometimes if I'm like feeling like, Oh man, I'm like editing this video and I'm kind of tired or whatever. I'm like, all right, well someone out there, people are going to laugh and that's good. It's just a lot. And I think sometimes I get stuck where I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I could do more and this and that, but I also am like, okay, well I'm also like providing entertainment and making people, helping people enjoy their life even for a little bit, like a minute more than they <laughs> yeah. would, you know, this is a lot nowadays. Yeah. So is this like a full-time, what, what is your full-time gig now? Is it all this stuff? So my full-time, I do part-time, I work part-time at like doing uh, at like a tech company doing just like, su- like customer support stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And then I do like cameo stuff on top of that. Um, and then I do like the cracked videos, like that series. Yeah. And then, um, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, the merch stuff. It's all kind of like a mix and it ebbs and flows. So doing yeah. a bunch of, I love you doing a bunch of things, not just one thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really trying, cause I don't want one thing to be like, I don't ever want to be like, Oh my God, this one thing flopped or whatever. Uh, or, you know, I didn't get any cameos this week. I'm fucked. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. But, uh, cause it's also not, I also, and the way I feel is it's not the people that like the stuff I'm doing. It's not their responsibility for me to, if I'm like, Oh man, I didn't, make any cameos this week or whatever on whatever it's like it's not their it's not their responsibility it's not their responsibility like (laughs) yeah most people don't think about that (laughs) i know (laughs) it's not their responsibility to like yeah you know support yeah yeah to support me like i so i try and just do things that i think is a mutually beneficial thing like if i do a cameo for someone it's like usually like two minutes long it's like i love it and i try and really give a lot of value and like uh same thing with like a shirt it's like i'm only gonna make merch that's like cool and like yeah. i want to wear it and like i think it's valuable and it's mm. not like something that someone's just gonna throw away and end up in a landfill you know yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it's like it's not anyone's responsibility to buy things for me or to do that like you know i could 
do anything I want, but I'm doing this and I'm lucky enough that people want to support me. Yeah. So I'm, what I'm ideally, what I'd like to do is like get like a, like a writing gig for a while and then I'll have like a few months off to do something else or like, like book acting stuff here and there. Like that's kind of what I like eventually is just to book like between writing and acting or directing stuff enough of that so that the other stuff can all just, you, Oh, you want to be like in a writing room, like on like a yeah. show and so Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that's like a big goal of mine. And then, uh, writing and acting. I was really into directing for a long time and I still am, but I think right now I'm focusing more on like writing and acting. Um, cause I really want to learn about that stuff. And like, I have an acting coach that I just started working awesome. with that. She's great. She's like a fucking killer. Um, and so that's like, this is all stuff that I'm really wanting to, to do that. I can also be like, okay, cool. If, if I don't get an acting gig, I'm still good because I can like keep making videos or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm not like totally stuck on one thing, you know, what kind of acting roles would you go audition for all types, which is not just comedy. John yeah. All Wick. types. John yeah. John Wick, Wick dude. <laughs> I would love to be killed by John Wick. Well, you'd be like action, series, yeah. everything, right? Yeah. yeah like, John Wick, kill me. Yeah. You got this dude. <laughs> Gino and I talk about this a lot actually is like, shout this, to Gino, man. Yeah. Shout out to Gino. Um, but I, I really want to do like dramatic stuff. Like I just like to play like criminals and you know, yeah. whatever, like I can see that. Yeah. And then I want to do like comedy stuff. Um, and just like, like I, I know like I'm a character actor, like I'm covered in tattoos. Like I'm not going to be like the lead in some crazy thing, like a movie or whatever, yeah. maybe like in a long time, whatever. But for now it's like, I just want to do like a, a bit part on curb or enthusiasm Ooh. or like something like that that uh you know it fits it's like i'm just a guy like covered in tattoos yeah. like I yeah just, um that's cool yeah so i want to do like like dramatic stuff as well as um comedy stuff i've taken a lot of acting classes i took like i did like a year of like meisner acting classes and i've been like coached before like in new york so i like doing dramatic stuff as well uh, but that's yeah that's what i want to do is acting and that's writing awesome i, I like i love this like seeing people on the internet or just seeing people in Germany meet them for the first time and, and not really knowing any of their story now in the whole background of him it, it, it the whole picture is all you know what i'm saying like i don't know i just have a whole different perspective on you now too worse and you and no nah, no nah. <laughs> and, and, and you're a lot chiller than i thought you're gonna be really maybe i don't know why he's just, he's just super I felt chill it. yeah yeah i knew it and then two things your merch is dope as a comedian too you really oh, yeah. kill the merch game yeah um and something about you oh yeah cameo i think that you would kill. i know i think you would kill cameo man for the listeners, like, would you want Chappelle Lacey to be on Cameo? I think oh, so. Shut your ass. No, I, th I, th I, I would just think you kill Cameo. It's freaking easy. Would well, they want me to talk? His birthday, shout outs. I don't know. Yeah. Isaac does. He threatens people. He do all kinds of Isaac people. He has people do it. Like, it's like, it's cool, man. It's a different outlet for people and they get a video from you. I think you kill it. That's all. People get and, me to roast them all the time. It's yeah. like buy them for their partner to roast their partner. It's amazing. It's so much fun. And it's your own thing that you have control. That's just your shit you could do. It's just some extra. It's just yeah. extra, extra. I don't know. It's cool. It's very, uh, yeah, I think you do that. And about straight edge, I want to say that he's prospecting to be straight edge. And oh, right yeah. now he's got, yeah. he's got two and a half X's. I got my, pro my prospect vest. <laughs> he's trying, he's got, he's trying to get a straight edge tat. And, um, how long have you been sober for now? Uh, so nine years off of oh my alcohol God. and then, uh, but weed, how long? But weed, uh, it'll be close to a year here soon. Whoa. I just, I, hey, the other day I just hit nine years. On to writing? Uh, August, uh, August 3rd. Or sorry, April 3rd. Congratulations, April man. April 3rd. Just so wild. for listeners, there's really yeah. no rules for straight edge, but if you want to become straight edge in your 30s, no, it, it's, I mean, so it's like, all good. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're I, not. You're not where, now you're never worried. Yeah, saying, you know, I mean, you yeah. want to do it, you can. You you're not going to be well, one well, of us. I, but, I, was, uh, I was saying like <laughs> <laughs> something that's interesting is like you see more, 
you see it the opposite way. People like start it early. They fall yeah. off early. Where it's like, mm-hmm. I looked at it. I think the thing for me is like, I understood, I got the time to understand who I was. Yeah. And then obviously the culture that I come from, you know, being this culture. And then it made more sense to me, Yeah, you know? And I think if I would have started it before I knew who I was, then it wouldn't have, I don't think I would have appreciated it yeah. the way that I look at it um, now. Yeah, yeah, more respect for it now too, more, right? More respect for it, and it, it just like, it, it makes you, I don't know, the fresh feeling, you know, is what I really like um, about yeah. it, you know. It's also like kind of hard to do. I mean, everywhere you go, it's like alcohol, like yeah. everything, and like, I don't know, it's such a huge part of the culture. It's, I mean, I wouldn't say, I guess it's not hard, but it is like, you are the exception, right? Yeah. In every scenario. And sometimes people might feel weird that you're not having a drink and they are or whatever. It's like, or they get offended too. It's just kind yeah. of strange. Those are, those are people that crack me. I'm like, I'll swing on your ass. Yeah. I can't believe you're not drinking. Why'd you drinking with us? Yeah. Why'd you drinking? It's like, it's like bitch, why, drink are, water, why, why are you drinking? Yeah. Why are you drinking? What are you sad about? Yeah. Yeah. It's just the norm. It's you know what I mean? Not saying they're sad, but most of the time, yeah. Also, people, I feel like if if I'm around a bunch of people and they're all drinking, they always be like, "You're so drunk, aren't you?" I'm like, "I'm not at all. I'm just having a good time." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like at weddings too, I'm always like, I love to like just dance and look stupid and shit, and like be like, "That guy's drunk." Like people come up to me like, "Dude, you're wasted." I'm like, "I'm not. I'm just people, I just don't people care." Think that sometimes, like with me on stage, I go, "No." Yeah. Not at all. I'm yeah. Just having fucking fun. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think a lot of adults have problems having fun in general. Mm, you know. Yeah. Or fitting in or just feeling... Yeah, like, and yeah. I think like... You Adults know, like what age are we talking? I think like, you know, like uh, like 30 plus. Okay. Yeah, 30 plus for sure. Because okay. I think people get, you know, it get to a point where you're like, oh, I don't know, that's not something that I can do anymore or whatever. But it helps to stay... If you're like into hardcore and stuff, it's like, it. I feel like these things keep you young. And 100%, like, man. Like I love like, I love like action figures and toys and shit. Like I'm like... We're big kids, man. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. And it's like, kids, I love yeah. doing it. Like, I love the same things that I was as a kid. There's no point to, like, stop. You it's know, true. it makes me happy. It's fun. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It's it's great. You no, know, there's people going yeah, to Star like, Wars conventions in mm-hmm. their 50s and stuff like that, stuff they grew up on. Dude, I see people sometimes in the park near me and they're, do, they're like, LARPing and, like, they have, like, these swords and stuff. I was like, those people are having a blast. Having yeah, a blast. Man. That's amazing. Like, they're yeah. out here, no one's drinking or anything. They're just out here playing with swords. And, like, that's that's amazing. Like, and, it's, it and, it's, and it's that. The thing is, is there there's a special moment right there where they're not thinking about anything that they've gone True. like gone through yeah. or any type of trauma or whatever. It's all strictly into what the fuck they're doing right there at that fucking moment. Yeah, yeah. that's what's like cool about that. Like it's it's such an a like I don't want to say escape, but it's just this thing that like you can have to where you feel the most pure. Yeah, mm. you know, dude. Yeah, I I think like it's just so much so much shit in life like tries to like just take you down and like if you can find any sort of way to have fun and like enjoy yeah. yourself i think it's such i mean it's not easy to do and then it's it's also like i don't know it's just it's good man like yeah. you got yeah. to There's, do, you, do you ever want to be a dad yeah yeah for sure um we like we we talk about it and like we really want to it's uh yeah man i don't know i get scared about it though you of course. know like you're scared it's scary that, it's still scary my yeah. son's 20. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, bringing somebody into this world too, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, dude, it's like, you look around, you're like, fuck, man, there's so much crazy shit, and you're <laughs> going to bring this kid in there, and they didn't ask to be born, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I do want to be a dad. I think about it a lot. It's just like, you know, it's scary. Yeah, are you super yeah. close with your parents still? 
Yeah, I'm pretty awesome. close to my parents. Um, they're divorced. They divorced like pretty young, but I'm I'm close to them. They're probably stoked for you, man. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. Um, Are they on social media checking your shit out? Yeah, my dad is. My mom isn't really. Uh, yeah. My dad's great at social media. He's like really? he's like a he's a business broker and like real estate agent in in Lexington. Shout out Mark Seavers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sweet dad's killing it, dude. But out. he posts. He be posting. He's like posting like motivational stuff. Really? He posts like workout stuff. What your dad works out? Yeah, my dad's like seventy, and he like he swims like all the time. Wow, that's fucking dope. And he yeah, he's like always posting like food he makes, motivational stuff, like all kinds of stuff. And he's Damn. like, I have to give pops a follow, bro. Dude, he's killing it out there. Wow, super motivational. And then like my mom is my mom is seventy as well, and uh, she's like. She walks like 10 miles a day. She, I mean, they were my both my parents are like great. I mean, my mom, they when they had you, my mom was 40 when okay. she had me. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, they're both like they always like ran like triathlons and like, awesome, crazy man. stuff. And my mom is still super active. My both my parents are, they are both. And you're really, what, 32? I'm 31. You'll I'm, be, you're, yeah. you'll be 32 soon. Right? Yeah. And like, a uh, yeah, six days. Yeah. 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 It's crazy because I'm just, I'm 36. Mm hmm. And my mom's like 57. <laughs> my, dad's, my dad's 55. Yeah. That's crazy. That's it's crazy, so man. Crazy. Yo, congrats on the comedy store. What? Comedy store. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. He's become a regular comedy Whoa, store. Whoa, that's yeah. amazing, He's yeah, audition. He's there. And in July, they're going to have his name written on the side of the building. Dude, yeah. That's amazing. I'll be amazing. like a proud dad. Yeah. That's amazing, Chappelle, man. I know. Only five years cool. here, and he fucking has been grinding that's hard. That's great, man. Yeah. This is for the, this is for Mesa and all the hardcore kids. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a that's a big achievement, man. Yeah, it's I mean it's like because I was trying to explain it to people that I don't necessarily know, but I, it's like almost getting like the like a Walk of Fame star. Yeah, dude, for sure. You know, like except people don't except people don't take shits next to it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. people aren't taking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's on the wall. That's yeah. fucking yeah, sick, yeah, dude. It'll be on yeah. the wall. Just shit. everybody's names on the wall, like the biggest. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Mm -hmm. Chappelle's on there. Dave Chappelle. So it goes, bro. It's David Letterman, Robin Williams. You're like, how close uh, can you get mine to Dave Chappelle? Like, yeah, how yeah. close can you write it like <laughs> yeah, under his small? Yeah, just just under. Yeah. Would you ever want to do stand up comedy though? Like to go. I was going to ask you that. Yeah. yeah. So I've done. I did it some when I was in Chicago, but I was so focused on sketch and improv. But I I do love performing. I just I, it's like I would like to do it. I just don't. Uh, I don't know. It's like, it takes a lot of time, you know, it's like, and I'm doing a lot of other things and I don't, it's hard to balance everything. Like I, I do miss performing in front of people though. Um, you are online every day, but that's different. Right. I am. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> you get the, but you, it's like the immediate gratification. You get the immediate. Same with playing in a band. You get the totally. immediate gratification, which it's incredible. I yeah. miss it. And uh, yeah, I think about sometimes like I, I have like, I have ideas where I would like do like a character, like uh, do like a character, or, like host a show or something where I can, I don't have to put like a set together, but I can kind of like host things or whatever. Yeah, I can be a host. Yeah, because um, I don't, because I have so much respect for like stand up as a craft. Like I know how long it takes to put together a five, a ten, or whatever. And it's like mm -hmm. I don't have like, I just don't have the time right now to be like open mic, open mic, open mic, like all this stuff, and. It's just maybe it, when I'm doing one of my local shows, I'll fucking like yeah, dude. yeah, yeah, dude. I would love to. I mean, I have stuff I can do. Like I have like yeah. bits that work as stand up. Like basically, it's just like doing a character, but just saying what the character is beforehand. I'm sure yeah, you yeah, see yeah. stand ups do. Yeah, that. where you kind of like lead into it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you set you set the people up for it. Yeah. yeah. What about more music? I saw your band did a reunion. Yeah, we did a reunion show. 
Um, How'd that go? It was great, man. It was so much fun. I had to Do learn. Do people how- trip on you now when you go back home, or that from seeing all the stuff's going on? Or no? I think like, sometimes people like want to take pictures and stuff. And just randomly around where you go, people recognize. Wait, knocked loose is from Kentucky. Kentucky yeah. I-, I know. They were kind of after my band big, bro, in Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, where specifically are they, are they from? They're Michigan? from Louisville. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, where yeah. Crazy Fest was. Yeah. Got you. So, so people I, recognize you now, too. I was going to ask you oh, that. Oh, dude, all the time. Which is weird because I only have like 40,000 followers, but like it's like so niche. But the videos, like, man. Yeah, yeah, people recognize me a lot, like on the street or like, you know, whatever. I'll be like, I have to, you know, it's and now it's like I can't go to a show where like I know, I, I know when I go to a show, people will want to like take pictures and stuff. But I also don't want it. I feel weird because I don't want it to be like about me. Like, yes. I don't want it to become a thing where it's like, oh, I'm here or whatever. I'm just trying to watch bands. But I also like meeting people and like yeah, taking pictures and stuff. You For know? sure. It's crazy, so it's weird. Man. Like I just, I feel like I'm hyper aware of like, I don't want it to be about me if I go to a show. You yeah, know? you want to see a band play. Yeah, 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 and I don't like, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you, you'll see that with people that make stuff on the internet. They're like, really like things they, to be they want to be there because oh, they know that yeah, yeah and it's like well this is also something i would be doing in general and because you're going yeah, you're yeah, kid. yeah i'm not gonna stop going to shows um, yeah but people are very nice and like they you know i like meeting people it's great so playing that show back home that was awesome yeah dude and it was a lot of fun and we're trying to make more stuff we're trying to write more i think like next month i'm going back to kentucky so we can write some stuff and you know it's like i wish at the time when we broke up like someone would have told us like you don't have to break up you can just stop (laughs) (laughs) just chill you can just kind of chill and not tour anymore what year was that 2013 is when we stopped like doing stuff you guys could just took a break yeah because you what you guys after the go record how long was that break we just eight years not making music but we played shows but we just oh you did oh okay i thought i got it okay we tore but it wasn't like yeah oh okay we just kept, yeah, we're taking a break for a while. You guys could have just did that. And, uh, yeah. yeah. I never did with like the one, the big goal I wanted to do with my band, like hardcore is, is I wanted to put out two full lengths and I wanted to do Europe and Japan. We never, we did one full length and we never did Europe and Japan, but like, that's like always a thing I wanted to do. So you I'm like, do it. yeah, I'm like, maybe there's a way now where I could like do some kind of character that would like tour or something, you know, I could still do the same thing, like related to hardcore. Mm-hmm. Putting that energy out there. Yeah. You miss playing shows? Yeah, dude, it's it's great. It's Such so much a fun. Crazy high. It's such a different. Yeah, I would. I think sometimes I think about it, I'd like to sing in a band because I don't have to own any gear. I could I could see that too. Yeah, damn. I, I think about it, um, but I, I don't know. I feel like you could do so. I feel like well, you, you, could, you play guitar in the band. I played bass. But, okay. Yeah, but it's like I don't really own any gear now, so it's always kind of a thing. I have to go find stuff, and I have to. I have a bass, but I have to like learn how to play it every time I show. Again, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like, all right, I got a show coming up. I got to spend the next two months, like, doing this. Yeah, know? yeah. Fuck. That's why it's like, maybe I'll just sing in a band. As a like, singer, yeah. <laughs> I can just write stuff and show up and, like, have a good time. And I think you'd be good. I think you'd be cool front man, man. Yeah. I, I, I thought, I've seen yeah. your moves. Yeah. Yeah. That might it'd be cool. Yeah. It's also, like, I, I would like to do it and and be funny and, like, yeah. be entertaining, you know? Because like, my favorite frontmen are, like, entertaining, like, on stage. Like Justice, like Trapped Under Ice, yeah. right. like one of my favorite because yeah, he's entertaining on uh-huh. stage. And then like, I don't know. I I think that you're you are there is an aspect of theater to it. Totally. You know, whether or not people like think that or not, like, I feel like some people are like you're not performing, you're just playing a show, whatever. But you are. You're on a stage. You're performing. People are looking at you. That was the thing you said was interesting. Uh, you were interested to see with me performing in a band. Totally. That, uh, my in between banter. Uh huh. Yeah. But also seeing you do comedy, then seeing you sing, the, sing in a band. Yeah. yeah. 
I love it. I like Huge that. Difference. I like the dynamic of it. It's yeah, so, yeah. It's so different. So different. Get, yeah. Which one do you get more nervous, or either get nervous either one at all? Or no. You know what? We don't get nervous as a band because with comedy, <laughs> like, like if, if if no one's moving with a band, like we could we'll just play. Yeah. And we're like we're having fun ourselves, and we practice pretty fucking hard. They do. And uh, what's the band? We're called Mad Peaceful. We've only oh, been so. around for like a, cool. like a year or some change or whatever. But uh, with comedy, like. When no one's laughing, you're like, this is the only <laughs> trick I have. <laughs> you're like, dude, yeah. I wrote this shit. I'm yeah. up here. I'm yeah, like, I'm looking for like balls to juggle or something. Just I've got like, everything. Just like, this is all I've got yeah, right now. And I have like <laughs> five more minutes of yeah. this. Yeah, that's terrible. rough. Dude, there's times where I'm going out there, yeah, and I've looked at it, I go, God damn, I got how much left? Mm-hmm. Fuck. So do you get nervous talking in between songs? No. Okay. No, that's not, no. Yeah. No, not like, because it's, yeah, it's, I don't have to make them laugh. True. Yeah. You know, like. But his whole band is all comedians. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- three of us are. Three of us are. Yeah. And we and like during the pandemic, we just started messing around, and you know, it's we dope. all we all love you know hardcore music and stuff. So we all just kind of started messing around, and you know, and then then we were and then I came in with an original, and they were like, "Oh, let's write more originals," and then boom. Sweet. It's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, I think you should do a band. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I I think about it. I'm like, I think right now I want to, I just want to, I need to figure out where, I think this year is like, I'm just figuring out like where all the pieces yeah, fit in. Yeah, because you've totally. only been here a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're doing a lot though, man. Dude. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm like, I, I'm the kind of, I like to do a lot, but I also sometimes do too much. But um, When do you chill? When do I chill? It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Uh, I don't On know. On the weekend? Yeah, I think um, it's kind of hard because I I love like I used to do this stuff to chill, and now this yeah. is what I do. So, do you give yourself a day off? Yeah, I think I do. Uh, yeah, it's not it's harder now because it's like I have to be more deliberate about it because I can cameos can come in any time or videos can be made any time or whatever. So, yeah, I think like in the evenings, like my wife and I will chill. We'll watch like reality TV or something. Do you, you shut your phone off? Um, yeah, I'll put it in another room. Yeah. Um, sometimes like I, I think especially in a day That's that I good. have a video come out, it's like all day I'm like looking at stuff and responding you, to things. Are you reading comments? Are you doing all that? Yeah, stuff? I am. And I'm responding to, uh, you know, I'm not responding to all of them, but you know, even, a even, lot. even negative ones. Um, sometimes if I can come up with a funny joke, like I will, like I'll respond and then it's like, yeah. Cause then if they respond back, it's like, well, whatever. It's like more engagement to it. Like. My favorite is when they always go, oh, no, I was just joking. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, you wrote back. I'm a fan. I'm like, bitch, why you write that? <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, you can just turn it into, you can turn it into a joke. So you that know? shit don't bother you anything like that, Com- negative comments? or I mean, it. Do- I wouldn't lie. I would be lying if I said it doesn't bother me sometimes, but at the same time, it's like, whatever it is going to be. I've done a million, it was a million things. Like, you put of out course. an album, there's people that are like, this is the worst h2o album this yeah. is the best h2o album this is like you know whatever yeah, totally it is what it is it's all part of it and yeah, it's it all like territory yeah and and it is like it kind of is what it is so i think that it i think i'm in a much better spot about letting it bother me or not um now now than i would have been before now i'm kind of like well i'm a little bit older like i just think it is what it is um, yeah it's part of the game and it's part of being on there it's part of yeah social media is a big part of just promoting anything you're doing yeah also if someone comments on your thing it does it's like helps it right like if they don't like it they yeah. still comment on it or yeah, they share it it's a good point actually dude people will like share shit on twitter and they'll be like this fucking guy sucks and it's like a quote tweet i'm like i guess thanks for sharing it to your <laughs> yeah, thousand yeah. followers yeah. <laughs> so true yeah like <laughs> what about your dms you check your dms uh it depends like sometimes you'll get 
like actually I do. It depends on what it is. Like I will check uh, what people say. Like I'll just if it's someone's making like a, a joke or whatever, responding to something, and it's like like maybe they some people send me memes or something like that. I'll like respond or if they tag me in something, I'll share that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if it depends on what it is, like I don't answer everything. Um, and sometimes people just send you like crazy shit. Yeah. And totally. So you just got to be like, cause then there's like the messages and then there's like the requests and then there's the other one. And that's like <laughs> fucking, it's a dark shit in there. dude. <laughs> it's like the other one is like the one. Oh, you the, the, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bottom one. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> you hit those like hidden. Like, yeah. yeah, hidden it's like, one. yeah. 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 yeah you click like, on that Whoa. and you're like, some, it'll be like, it's just like someone being like, Hey, and you're like, what the fuck? Or it's that's like, all they say, dude. And it's just like a picture and you can't see it. And it's like, you have to accept to see this picture. I'm like, I'm not going to accept yeah, it. No, nope, I never, yep, I'm not doing never. that, dude. I was like, if someone could email me if they want to bad enough. Like, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Unless you're the three different tiers that you pick, right? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. But I'll, I like, like talking to people every now and then. And especially if someone like shares something or like they're wearing a piece of merch or whatever, I like to share. And, like, yeah. If someone's yeah. always cool. Yeah. I'll always write, you know, people that are showing love. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah if, you, if you're going to, you know, go, go that far to show love, then I'll, I'll fucking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's cool. Like how you, damn, you're just everything where you're at now and just using the social media and all that and just how it's, change your life in real life yeah dude it's people I, approaching you and now you have any, all that stuff you're doing it's awesome man i'm super grateful man especially as like someone that's been trying to make stuff on the internet and make stuff creatively for a long time it's like the first thing i ever directed or made or acted in was in like 2014 and it's wow. like now it's like okay cool things are starting finally starting to work but you're also yeah but that's 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 your story and that's a yeah story that that inspires all it's like that you know traditional just don't stop. Yeah. You know 100%. what I mean? Like, like, you know, cause like there's probably kids out there that are, that want that, that see you and want to do that too. And they're just like, Oh, he never stopped. You know, especially mm-hmm. when they find out like, you know, one of my favorites is Bill Burr and Bill Burr didn't film his first special until he was 15 years into his career. That's amazing. He man. also, yeah. at th- it, you know, even at 36, he was still sleeping on a futon. You know what Damn. I mean? Like, yeah. You know, and, and he, I think he popped a little later, like in maybe in his, you know, 40s or whatever, but he just never stopped. And meanwhile, he just kept getting good, even, you know, yeah. he was like silently becoming. Working on his craft. Yeah, just w- becoming one of the best. Yeah. That's sick. The Boston's too. The Boston's didn't blow up till like after 20 years. My God. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. yeah, man. For the album. Wow. Yeah, man. That clueless thing then popped him? No, man. Oh, shit. No, it's crazy. Like, I like him from so, that. Like the radio song, right now, <laughs> yeah. pressure that I get. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like way later. You just got to keep doing it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens for you, man. Thanks, yeah, man. it's Same. really nice having you, meeting you, and hearing your backstory, and like, yeah, because just on the internet, you think, oh, it's just a hardcore kid doing these funny videos, but it's like it's way more than that. Like, yeah, really, you've been grinding, man. Thanks, man. It's really awesome. And now starts the hour and a half interview where I interview you guys. <laughs> We could do a part two interview. We'll do another. We'll do another. We'll do another couple hours right now. Yeah, dude, that'd be so awesome to have you on. We did that before with um, uh, Ephraim from Death by Stereo came on interview me and Derek after we. Oh, he did. Yeah, Yeah. man. I think I had a few questions for you and Derek. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I had had you guys were like, let me ask you guys something. Yeah. Any questions for us, man? Yeah. Uh. Yeah. What's okay? So, what's it like to play one of those big fests in Europe? Those are those are awesome. Yeah, uh, a little nerve wracking, but I love it. We always play on random bills with different bands you would never play with in America. Yeah. So like you're playing the show with one day it's like with King Diamond and Wu Tang. Oh shit. The next day it's a like Mad Ball and like 
I don't know, D's nuts. I, what, was, or, what did you say one time, Ice Cube? Yeah, and Ice Cube. We played with Ice Cube and Knots in front. <laughs> That's rad. Yeah, so yeah, those, those are awesome. I'm not a big Barricade fan, but I, I try to go down there and get into the mix. But yeah, yeah those are surreal. Those are awesome. And then the next night you play into like 100 people on the Tuesday in some <laughs> random spot. Yeah, but like, the festivals are great. Yeah. That's cool. Anti barricade right here, man. It's, yeah. I mean, I'll play them if I have to, but like sometimes you have to. Yeah, those are really fun. Like going there the first time in Europe and playing big festivals was like very surreal, man. Yeah. Because out here, we'll play the Warp Tour, which is great. Uh-huh. That's a lot of people, but we don't play anything bigger than that in the U.S. Um, maybe Riot Fest, stuff like that now. But back yeah. then, it was really just Lollapalooza and that. But yeah, Europe crushes, man. Like the diversity of the bills. We're playing with bands that we're friends with. We only get to play with over here. Yeah, man. I see some of the lineups this summer. We're playing one with like um, Parkway Drive Slipknot. Damn. In Spain. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Some yeah, random yeah. shit. Like, I love that. I, I wish America did more diverse packages like that. Yeah. yeah I feel like they it's don't. starting, though. I think it starts. Yeah. I, mean, I think like, Riot Fest is like one of the few that like actually put, like, will put hardcore bands and hip hop. Yeah. And, and hip hop, yeah. yeah. Well, there's the Turnstile tour where they took out uh, Coco and Claire Claire. Yeah. Dude. That's like one of my wife's favorite band, like oh, really? rappers. It's so good, dude. And I love the turns that brings up bands I never and heard the, of. The, uh, the other one they brought out was uh, Snails. This other band, Snails. Really? And, and what about some yeah. boys? Something. Uh... It's like some hip hop group they brought last summer. No, they no, they brought Turnstile out. Okay, oh, Suicide yeah. Boys. Yeah, Suicide that's Boys. They brought yeah. they brought Turnstile. That's crazy. Turnstile changing everything, bro. I think there's a bit there's a big miss market for crossover rap hardcore shows right now. Oh, dude, uh, when I went and saw Scal Zulu, Jesus Peace, and Show Me the Body, um, they had this dude, this rapper, open for them. This dude was like hardcore. Whoa. And, and I like people were vibing to this dude. Really? Yeah. yeah, he was the first person to go out before he he probably did like six, seven songs or whatever. And people were fucking with it heavy. Damn. He was right. aggressive. And he was like, if you don't like my shit, come fight me outside. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I like this dude. I like this yeah, guy. I like you that. know who was doing that shit though years ago was um shout out to Lee and Trash Talk yeah. with uh Tired of the Creator. Yeah. They were playing a lot of shows together. Actually, Wu Tang and Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, back yeah. Th- yeah, back then for sure. But moving f- now, this generation. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, this generation. Oh, Wu Tang, yeah, Wu yeah. Tang Rage is fucking crazy, man. Crazy. I mean, fuck, mm-hmm. that was a sick. To a public enemy, Anthrax. Anthrax, yep. But yeah, I love, always, that. Like, I love that. There's always like Ice T too, like. Uh, oh yeah, you know, freaking what's body count? Yeah, body count. Yeah. yeah, I remember body count, dude. You ever met Ice T? I feel like you. Yeah, yeah, I got a picture of him on yeah. the Warp Tour. Yeah, he was on the Warp Tour. Yeah, with body count or as Ice T? Oh damn. Yeah, Warp Tour had with Eminem. They yeah, a bunch of diverse. Like Limp Biscuit. Damn, they did. There was Alien Ant Farm. There was so many bands on that tour. Damn, and a lot of the bands that kind of didn't fit were the ones that blew up. That as soon as that tour was over, they blew up that year. You know what I mean? They really? were like on the verge. Cup Some Forty One playing on a flatbed truck with a hit song on the radio, and then as soon as that tour that tour was done, boom! Like, yeah, man, that's you know, crazy it's how that crazy. shit happens. Sugar Ray yeah. playing on a flatbed truck. I remember all the, yeah, dude, Eminem getting booed, Slim Shady. And then he <laughs> what left, the fuck? He left that tour. I was like, fucking, fuck all y'all. Huge. Yeah. I love that, dude. Yeah. I remember Sick of It All took out Corn. I went to one of those shows. Damn. Tr- you can look that up, bro. You, uh, who, uh, you know who opened, uh, Corn opened for as well? Goo Goo Dolls. I think it was Goo Goo Dolls one time. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. When Goo Goo Dolls were punk or just? Uh, it was early, Goo, yeah, Goo Goo Dolls. So before like all the iris and all that shit. Yeah, but I think it was before I. I you like you like you like a music historian too, like a a nerd about music. I don't know. I'm I don't know that I'm like a historian, but I feel like I'm saying that. But I feel like I probably know a lot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I I I don't like seek it out, but I think just from like, 
I don't know. I guess I do see. I will like go on Wikipedia and read stuff and just see what's oh, up. Yeah, as you do. Yeah. I love seeing like uh, I don't know something about like seeing like like you were saying you have like a picture with Ice T or whatever. Yeah. It's like that type of shit. I think is so cool because it's like just it's the, the mixing worlds. of worlds. Yeah. That's like actually a big thing about what I want to do as far as like writing and acting and stuff is like mix like hardcore with like other type of things and like just get people together that maybe you like, can really cross it over when you really think yeah it's like i always i always say like this i i feel like this um black flag damage and nwa's uh straight out of compton yeah I feel like it's like that energy is like wow right there yeah yeah i mean that's a good one yeah yeah it's the aggression that like aggression yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. damn that's a hard the straight out of compton is a hard record that's that shit is hard, hard as fuck record. yeah hard as fuck yeah it's so crazy it's pretty punk too everything they were singing about because it wasn't yeah. for the radio remember when we were on uh we were hiking runyon with rap oh man <laughs> with rap report he's blasting nwa at, on speaker at there's runyon. like these little oh, white he's a kids speaker that, walking yeah guy. he always does that That's he crazy. did it so much that since he moved back to new york i've seen signs that saying do not play your yeah. music on a speaker keeping your headphones yeah, I, saw that. I told him about that i was like fuck that like he, and Toby was holding, he, kept, he kept turning it up because Toby was holding it, and Toby would turn it down. He kept <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're in our fifties. Because there was like chill. these little kids, like with the, this little family walking by, yeah. and then and you just hear NWA, and then he goes, he goes, they need to know this shit. <laughs> He's a child to rap, you savage fuck. Savage. It's always we always been going to running for years, and um, he blasts music up there. It's care, bro. Dude, yeah. he was He's in the punkest the, dude I know, bro. He was in one of my favorite movies, which, which is one? Copland. <laughs> Oh, Love we were Copland. talking about that the other Crazy day. Crazy movie. Yeah. I just saw somebody talking and saying that Stallone's one of his greatest roles. Dude, it is. I mean, dude, yeah. he's never played more subtle than that. What's his name? Something. What's oh, it was Pete Davidson Boy. and John. The Rappaport Superboy? Yeah, Superboy. Woo-hoo. It was Pete yeah. Davidson and John Bertho that were talking about that. That's where we that's saw that. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's an underrated movie, man. Underrated. Ray yeah. Liotta. Dude, everybody's right? in it. De Niro is in it. Ray Liotta. Harvey Cartel? Harvey, Harvey Cartel is in it. It's crazy, dude. Damn. Damn, I got to watch it. I'm sorry. It's amazing. You like True Romance? You ever seen that? Yeah. I love Ooh, True Romance. Yes, dude. Uh, top movies is hard. Top movies is really hard. I, I guess I have movies that are me. like, that are rewatchable that I watch all the time. Like I watch the, re- I rewatch the Matrix a lot. That's kind of like my, that's, that's like my feel good movie. Damn. You know? I might have seen then, that once. I mean, I got to get back into it. Yeah. It's cool. Fishburne is in the new, is always in yeah. the new. Cool. My rewatch movies are um, like the flights I, or whenever I take flights, long flights. Oh, of course. Those are my yeah. like rewatch movies that I can fucking. Whew. Marley and Me? Nah. <laughs> Every time I take a flight, Angus, I'm watching dog. Marley and Me. It's just so emo. <laughs> Angus. What, okay. What's your top five movies real quick? Angus. Okay. Tombstone. Tombstone. Oh, Ooh. so good. I'm a big Tombstone geek. Um, Angus is super fucking. I don't think I've ever seen Angus. Angus from like 95. It's like a cult classic so now? It's, it, oh, not, well, not really. I'm like the only one that talks about it. But uh, <laughs> it's like one of those teen movies from like back in the day. Uh-huh. And it was like this chubby kid that, you know, wanted the cheerleader, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh. But, I always, but I always connected with that. Because yeah. <laughs> I, like, I wasn't chubby, but I was just like, I feel you, dude. You were you know? fucking jacked, bro. And also, like, it has a really, really good soundtrack. Like, cool. Like, Weezer's first you know, time being in a movie or like song being in a movie. That's I think the first time I heard Weezer. Uh, yeah, this is 95 cool, green right. day, smoking popes, the muffs, uh, Goo Goo dolls. Like we're all like, that's dope. It was, it's an amazing soundtrack, but tombstone, uh, is one of my favorites. Boys in the hood. I thought that was in there with you. Yeah. Boys. I didn't, I only said two. All right, whatever. Go. Yeah. Uh, boys in the hood all day. Yeah. Um, that's like fucking something was given. Um, I really like, whew, 
another one that just became in my top road to perdition with uh tom hanks oh yeah, yeah that's a classic um yeah. Let's see, Equalizer. Oh with yeah, dude, Equalizer. Yeah, so good. <laughs> I knew you were it's even good. It. It's even better. I love the second one is Home Depot, right? Uh, no, the first one's the Home. The Depot. first one is Home Depot. Second one, Ooh. he's uh, he's an Uber driver, dude. Lyft driver. Whatever. The first one, the Home Depot fight scene is so oh, yeah. good, dude. So good, so. Good. I have to it's watch good. that again too. Yeah, yeah. It's That's just one. like being in middle school. You're like, what if we did a fight scene in in the in the Home Depot? You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the writers are just like, <laughs> this shit's rad. It's like. Uh, another older one, uh, Blue Streak with Martin Lawrence. Blue Streak's great. Yeah, Damn. it's so a funny good. one. It's a comedy, OG comedy. Uh, I'm trying to think. Four Brothers. I love oh, Four, Four Brothers. Four Brothers is so good. Yeah, Four Brothers. That's in my top. I I watch Four Brothers so much. It's so good. Marky so Marcus, he kills yeah, he it in that show. He kills it. He's a great it. actor, man. Dude, he, he's yeah, great. he really he's is. You gotta give him credit. He'll get yeah. props enough. That's your yeah. five. Yeah. Okay, I got mine ready. There's probably more, but I just <clears throat> True Romance, Goodfellas. Something Wild. Whoa, I never heard that. I don't even know what that movie is. Yeah. Melanie Griffith and Ray Liotta's first movie. Whoa. Yo. And then California with a K, Juliet Lewis, Brad Pitt. Never seen it. Bro, it's an ill, violent movie, man. Whoa, I gotta Those watch two. it. And number five, I have to do it, E.T. Sick. I have an E.T. tattoo on my leg. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite movie. That's a good one. As a kid, a lot of memories oh, of that. Oh, fuck, there's so many. I love my five. I love, I love Sister Act 2. That's dope. That's yeah, good. it's one of my top fucking favorites. What you got? Mm. Um, I think I got, uh, okay. So the matrix is up there. Um, payback, the Mel Gibson movie is I one of my name, favorites. Yeah. And then I like, uh, I like Ronan, the I remember Ronan. De Niro movie. Wow. Um, fucking deep cut. Yeah. Uh, what else do I like? I don't know, man. I watched so many movies. That's three. It's three. What else? Ronan is fucking random. That's so crazy. Yeah. Ronan is great. It's like, it's like before, I don't think there would be like Jason Bourne movies without. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh, man, I don't know. That's three right there. No, what are some three. other action joints? I no, like no Bruce Willis joints. Oh, dude, yeah, like Die Hard would be in there <laughs> for sure. It's like I keep I forget about I stuff like that. I was gonna put Heat in there. Oh, dude, Heat is gonna ah, be, Heat's, Heat's great yeah, too. Yeah, Heat's though. great. I like Heat, and then I like um, I like uh the Heat ripoff. That's uh, that's like all the good things about Heat except Twice, which is Den of Thieves. I mean, oh, Ten Ten is that what 50? 50? 50's in there? Yeah. yeah. Dude. Oh I my love Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. Oh, shit. Dude, yeah. 50 is in that movie is untouchable. He's yeah. so fucking good. He's yeah. cold as ice. Gerard Butler is off the chain. Off the chain. He's, off the chain. Dude. He's, he's insane in that movie. I love him in that fucking movie. Dude, and yeah, it's it, that movie's wild. It's just like they took heat and they're like, we're going to do all that shit twice. Yeah. You must love Homeboy. He's like a balder dude. He's jacked. Statham. He's English. Statham. Oh, he's I'm a Statham. He's hard. Bro. I watch any Statham, dude. I was a. I watched uh, the new Statham movie that came out. It's like it's not very good. But I was like, <laughs> I was like 15 minutes early, sitting in the theater by myself. <laughs> There's like t- an older couple, like sh- like shimmied in, like behind me, rising, oh, starting. Gosh, but so I was good. like first one there. I was like, I gotta see this shit. Yeah. But I love he's Statham, dope. dude. I, he's a great action dude, man. Yeah, he's great. He was like transporter and stuff. Could like he be that like the? Amazing. He was like the next generation Bruce Willis, you could say. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. He just doesn't have the comedy that. That Bruce Willis had, man. Mm-hmm. He just Bruce Willis was funny, man. And because Jason's like, yeah, a lot more serious. Yeah. Also, the Bourne movies, all that. Yeah, shit you like. I love the yeah. Bourne movie. I had read the books too. I love the Bourne books. Um, so you give you some action, real some crazy. Oh, action the town. Shit. I love the town. The town Ooh, is great. Yeah. Shout to Slane. That is, yeah. yeah, that's tough. That's yeah. I can't give you a top five. I'm thinking about all my favorites yeah. right now, and it's tough. Yeah, I try to put mine in there, but there's there's life is beautiful too. A true story. 
That's a great one too. But I'm, I'm going to text you the other ones I said today. Yeah. You love those California and the other one something wild. Really older man. Ronan. Fuck. Ronan is another yeah. one too. Ronan. Yeah. Recipes really older man. Damn. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Fuck. Legend, bro. Yeah, man. But true romance, whatever. Top. He saw it for the first time. Did you like it? I never, I never seen. I, I refuse to watch it because you love it so much. You're a hater. Bro. I know. <laughs> I am. We're gonna have to watch it though. Nah, dude, it's, it's dude, <laughs> James Gandolfini's first movie, bro. Dude, that's crazy. Dennis Hopper's passed away. A, Mad people from movies gone now. Yeah. I'm a big Sopranos fan. My wife and I are like major into Sopranos. Incredible. I think I listened to the Dre Mateo episode a long time ago too. She's sick. Yeah, dude, I went to her house for Halloween, and she told me the vibe was Sopranos because she was going to be Andrea. So I dressed up like um, what did I dressed uh, up? Uncle Junior. Yeah, I dressed up as Junior. Yeah. And then my boy never seen it, and he dressed like the owner of the uh, restaurant, yeah, Tim Mahouse did. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. pulled up, we killed it, and when we got there, it was just us dressed as Sopranos, <laughs> and she was dressed up, and there was people from the show that was tripped out, bro. That's crazy, She's the best. Man. She's one of the realest yeah. New York fucking people I know. She's shout out to Dre. She's awesome. It's a great, such a great show. I rewatched it. I'm, we did the pandemic. My, my whole family. Yeah. Really? The whole thing over again. Yeah. That's crazy. It's like five seasons or something. Dude, my, my wife watched through and, and then when we got to the episode where she spoiler alert for the old show, like yeah, she when she gets it. Yeah. And I was and she was like, No, no, it's my favorite character. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah. Oh, she dies? Yeah, bro. Damn. She's so good in there. She kills it, dude. Yeah, she's great. Fuck. Yeah. We should do we'll do a whole part two just yeah. about talk about movies and music and yeah. but thank you for being here so much, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for this. This is great. This is awesome. I'm psyched for great your episode. journey and see what yeah. you do next, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, thank it's you. Awesome. The world is yours, my friend. Yeah, world is, the world is a vampire. And people can find you just as your name on social media. It's just like Stanley Seavers yeah. at Stanley WS. You have a YouTube uh, page or anything? I do have YouTube. I got YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, Damn, I don't have Facebook anymore. Die. It's done. No MySpace. You're chilling. Nah, dude. I'm still. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not on MySpace no more. I'm psyched to get my dish, my yeah. dash. Yeah, so message boards. It's in my car. I got to. I'll come get it. Yeah. All right, brother. Thank you for being here. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Morning, Stanley. We're back in the podcast. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you? Good. It's been a minute. Um, I've been telling all my guests because I bank all my episodes so far in advance. So it's like time, a lot of time goes by. So I want to jump back on the call with you because, you know, we talked about this on this episode, you know, about potentially becoming a parent one day, being a dad, all that. And uh, congratulations. You're a dad. <laughs> I, I am a dad now. <laughs> yeah, baby girl. What's, it, what's, her, what's her name? Uh, baby girl her name's Effie E-F-F-I-E nice it's a cool name yeah thank you man <laughs> and how's everything it's only been like a week now right yeah she's like a week old a week and a day old um, wow it's, it's great man like I uh, it's a weird I don't even really know how to describe it yet but it is um, it's, it's so far it's like yeah yeah it, I felt like I was going to change completely as a person but like I I do feel like I'm changed but I'm still me except I just like Every time I, every minute I spend with her, I feel like I love her more, you know? Yeah, bro. And it's like, even, even though they're just like a little baked potato, basically, you know, <laughs> but they're this young, they like, it's, they're it's, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy because, um, I don't know how it feels for you, but I, I remember becoming a dad and, um, you know, the first couple of months, it's all about my wife. It's all about, she's breastfeeding mm-hmm. and it's like, I almost feel like, okay, what is my, what is my part? Like, what is my job? Like, when am I become the dad? Because obviously I'm changing diapers and holding my son and whatever, you know, but like it's all about my wife at the first couple months. And so I, you want to have mm-hmm. that, that instant connection, which you obviously do because 
when you're there and your wife's giving birth, it's fucking, it's insane, dude, right? It's just like, it's emotional roller coaster. Yeah, dude, and it's like, now I look at Megan like completely differently. Like, yes. I feel like I bow down to her. Yes. Like, you were a warrior, bro. Like, yeah, seeing because what like, she did, I'm like, that's insane. Yeah, because all of a sudden it goes from your wife or your girlfriend and her mother maternal instincts kick in like over 24 hours. And then mm-hmm. you see her become a mom. It's fucking crazy, dude. I know. Like her, like she just her natural like mother instincts just sort of came out, and it's like amazing to watch. And like it's just she, you know, she went through a, a crazy labor. And like, how long was the labor? Um, I think she went like twenty six hours. Wow. So twenty six hours, and then we, for whatever, for one reason or another, we had to. She had to do like um, she had to go in for surgery, so but it all ended up good. Like we got like the baby, and you know, so she kind of did both. Uh, she did like a natural, and ended up having to do like another like an intervention. Um, but was it yeah. epidural involved? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. did an epidural. Yeah, my wife did too. Like she was, she was like, "Give me the fucking epidural." <laughs> she was yeah. trying. She was trying to tough it out, but like. It's no joke. At that point, I think it was like it, she had done so much work. Our doctor, who was amazing, our doctor was whose name her name is Benta Kaiser, and uh, she was amazing. She would, could see that Megan had done like so much work, and she was like, "We we gotta like, it's it's been it's been enough." <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, it just it wasn't progressing, and so, you know, but but it all ended up good, and yeah. It's amazing. How long you guys Everyone's been together? Safe. How long you lady been together for now? Um, since 2017, nice. so I'm, I'm bad at math, but since then, <laughs> yeah, man, it's awesome. It's great. I'm so yeah. happy for you, man. It's like, it's crazy. Cause I would say like, I went from a hardcore kid to like an emo kid when I became a dad, like obviously, Dude. obviously that your baby, um, she's too young right now. But once she starts, you know, watching movies, just all that Disney shit, just all the classics and this, we live in Christmas, just all that beautiful stuff we did as kids. You know, it's like we live in all that, you know? Yeah, I know, man. I'm, it's weird because I remember, like, when we talked about it on the pod. Like at that time, when I when you asked me that question originally, Megan was pregnant. We just didn't know yet. It's crazy, so, dude. Yeah. So then, like, we like after we did the pod, almost immediately after, we were going to go to Mexico City, and we found out that she was pregnant, like right then before we left. And we were like, ah, we'll still go. <laughs> and it was like first trimester is like terrible. <laughs> Wow, uh, dude! But it was—it's crazy that when you asked me that, like we talked about I it. Know, like she was man. already pregnant, and I didn't even know. That's crazy, dude. Well, I'm so psyched for you, man. And like, how's your life been going? You've been, you've been busy. Yeah, I mean, I think I kind of like was trying to finish up a lot of projects that I had going on, like before the baby came, and so now yeah. I'm just trying to focus on supporting Megan and you know just figuring out what life looks like now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. It's weird, you know, sometimes, like, right now, sometimes you're like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do anything again, but people figure it out, you know? 100%. And But it's like, you just, you love her so much, and you, like, I mean, they just, like, look look up at you with their eyes, and you're like, oh, my God, like, you're amazing. You're, like, perfect. <laughs> it's it's crazy. I mean, it's hard to explain that you, you are a parent, like, when people try to try to relate to you, oh, if you, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, oh, I have dogs. I love dogs. And no, no, no. This is like, you made this out of freaking love with your lady it's just crazy and it's like and i pe- know and people are always like 
I want to be prepared. I want to be, uh, I want to be financially stable. I want to have this much money saved up. I want to plan it out. But like, you just got to do it. And then, and then, and then everything works, man, because you're, you're a team, you have a partner and you made this, you know, it's beautiful human. And it's like, it, 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 you, you figure it out. It's like, you can't try to uh, strategize or plan everything out completely to the T. Like I'm going to have this baby in this month and this, you just do it. If you love you, you do it out of love and then you just, it's all good, man. Yeah. It work. You know what I mean? Like you figure it out. But the sleep shit we talked about the other day, it's like the sleep shit changes like crazy. Cause yeah, you're on, you're on like ticking shifts, right? Basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And like, there's a couple nights where I just decided to like, oh, my dog is excited about something. <laughs> There's a couple nights where it's like, okay, like I'm going to give Megan a break. Like, I'm going to stay up all night with her. And then like, just to give her like a full night. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's crazy, man. It's, it's a wild experience. <laughs> yeah. But so, so what's how she's sleeping? Is this like up all night or just like sleeps a little she's bit? Yeah. Good. Like, so she's, she's been sleeping good. Like, um, the first couple nights, the last couple nights, she like, basically slept through the night besides us waking her up to feed. And then like, you know, last night we, you know, the, after that we were like, Oh, this is easy. You know, we're, we're coasting. This is great. And then last night I think she went through a growth spurt. So it was like eating a lot of food more than normal. And we're both like so tired, <laughs> but <laughs> like it, it, uh, you know, just, it is what it is. Like kids are hilarious. And babies are so funny. Like there's already been so many times where like just as a baby, she's made me laugh like so hard just at, things she's done or like yeah you know, i don't know it's so funny it's just like it's that connection man that's just like that bond right right yeah. automatically you know what i mean it's like and then you have the stages like i can't wait till like she walks i can't wait till she talks and then yeah, all that happens and it just, like, yeah you don't want them to grow up but you're also like i can't wait to meet the kind of person they're I gonna know, be, exactly you know? exactly yeah and, it, and it's I just feel like it flies man it's just like every moment obviously you're gonna cherish it and just there's gonna be there's gonna be so many different chapters like yeah, my son's 20. That's a whole different chapter, but like, and they're all awesome. And it's all like, it's all new and you're still learning. Like you're still, I'm still learning how to be a dad and still like trying to do my best. You know what I mean? You try to like, yeah, you figure it out and you deal with it, you know? And it's awesome. Especially if, you know, you have an awesome partner, awesome wife and you guys are a team. And, and these, and these are some of the crazy times you're going to go through, like, you know, the early stages of like the, you no, know, the no sleep and just all that. And like dealing with, you know, your wife going through her mood swings and stuff after just having a baby and dealing with all that and like all her, her body changing and just, just so much, man. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Man. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a wild experience so far. It's, and I can see why people like say that time sort of just melts as a concept because you're yeah. like, Oh my God, like in a year she'll be like, like crawling and moving around it's like what i thought she's gonna be like this for forever like are you kidding me i know it's crazy like how it's it felt like my life our lives me and my wife wasn't going by crazy fast without my son but it just i don't know if we maybe pay attention to what once you have a kid you actually feel the time going because as you get older the kids getting older just it's crazy man I don't think we really paid attention to time as much for me and my wife was just like traveling around the world and just like living our lives and she was coming on tour with me and we just, we were a couple before we had somebody mm -hmm. else in the mix, you know, it's like, I don't know, and it just, I don't know, it's just cool to have like a make, make a human, you know, with somebody you love and then raise him, raise him or her together and then you just, it's all, I don't know, man, it's pretty freaking magical. It's so, congrats, I'm really happy for you, man. It's like, 
such Thank a big you, man. deal, man. It's like, it. I mean, it's probably too early to even ask you this question, but you think you want to have more? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think right now, I think we both are kind of like, I'm not sure because it's really hard to watch what they go through, you mm-hmm. know, like for, to watch what Megan went through. Yes. I, I, I think both of us are kind of like, you know what? We got one. Yeah. Everyone's healthy. Yep. You know, I, I just, let's just see. I'm not like, uh, you know, I don't know. I think we're both just kind of like grateful to be where, we, where we're at. And hundred like, percent. If we don't need to roll the dice again, like we don't have to just cause like, it's really rough on them, like their yeah. bodies and like their sure. mental. It's like, and it's like, I don't want, you know, I'm not going to be over here. Like you got to do that again. It's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. you <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's like, I'm, I'm like glad you did it in the first place. Cause this mm-hmm. is, was insane. Yeah. Same with my wife too. Like we talked about like, nah, like one and done. We get to travel with my son. It's easy. It's just like, he's an awesome kid. It's like, what if we had another kid and he was a jerk? Who, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, yeah, we're very, very, very fortunate. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm, st- I'm really happy for you guys. And, uh, I appreciate your patience with the podcast and, it's great meeting you and hanging with you. We have to hang again. We've been hung since then, so we're definitely going to hang out. Um, you go hiking, too. You hike, too, and shit, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, st- you still love in California? Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. yeah. We're in, yeah. It's such a great place, man. I I'm, love it here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm psyched to see what you do next, man. What you're working on and all that stuff. And But right now, obviously, being a dad, and it's cool, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, you. Appreciate you, too. Let's, let's link soon in real life, and... uh catch up and hang whatever yes awesome man well Thank appreciate you. you man thanks for being in the pod and all that and um i'll talk to you soon brother you too man all right brother bye i've always loved sweets that's why i have um a thousand gold teeth and had cavities my whole life but i always love cookies and being a vegan and being gluten-free it's extremely difficult to get a cookie that actually tastes good most of those cookies are super super dry until i found maxine's heavenly uh, you probably see me post about them. They're incredible. They're gluten-free. They're vegan. They're made with no refined sugars. You can get them in Whole Foods, Sprouts, Walmart, Amazon, MaxinesHeavenly.com. And if you're in LA, you can get my favorite restaurant, Green Tables, carrying them. Uh, you can also, if you're in LA, get Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Chow Now. Super, super great company. Amazing people working there. The cookies are insane. I can eat a whole bunch of them. Not like you're supposed to. But I don't feel groggy and like bloated and they have that sugar crash and every month you should sign up for the mailing list because every month you get exclusive flavor drops and the cookies get delivered right to your house so shout out to maxine's heavenly my new sponsor i have a cookie sponsor i can't believe it how old am i i'm 53 and promoting cookies because i love cookies still i'm a big kid vegan gluten-free no refined sugars if you listen to the travis barker episode me and him talked about our love for maxine's heavenlies as well great cookie if you're a vegan and you're gluten-free there's no other cookie to have maxine's heavenly go to maxineheavenly.com go to shop use my code olc and get 25 percent off your first order that's 25 percent off your first order go to maxineheavenly.com use my code olc enjoy these cookies are straight crack i always ask my guests that they have any regrets i personally don't have any regrets even when it comes to my tattoos i have the silliest tattoos even my et on my leg it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. 
It was in and out, swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 removal treatments done, 100 locations, U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology, cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out.